Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast about a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm. Another week has passed, and that means it's time again for a Monday recap of the most recent week of TBTL. Joining me today to get this done from the Disney-adjacent studios at the Baymont Inn & Suites in Celebration, Florida, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, Anne. Sam and I arrived here in the Sunshine State last night, and we're gearing up for an exciting couple of days, but I have to tell you, we are slumming it a bit with the hotel. Uh, We're at the Baymont Inn & Suites, and that is Wyndham's version of a Hampton Inn or a Holiday Inn Express, and on paper... It has a lot of the same general benefits, uh, free Wi-Fi, free breakfast, etc. cetera. Uh, but the breakfast this morning looked pretty abysmal. Uh, instead of a waffle maker like at Hampton, they just had a stack of knockoff Eggo waffles by the toaster. Uh, and instead of muffins and pastries, uh, they just have a bunch of different kinds of mini donuts, like the kind you see at a gas station. I mean, I still ate them. Uh, but it definitely left a lot to be desired. Plus, uh, I guess as one would expect at a hotel near Disney, the place is just overrun with families and sticky children and fanny packs. Overall, I give it a C plus for comfort, uh, but the real A plus uh, was for the people watching, or, or maybe uh, just an A minus, because the real A plus for people watching was the flight down here. We managed to get a direct flight on JetBlue from Buffalo, but it was basically an Airbus full of the worst people you see in airports. Pajamas. Bobby, shut your mouth. From middle-aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, doing some A-plus momming this weekend, it's our Golden Voice songbird, Hillary Livingston Butler. Hi, Hillary. Hi, Ann. I really, I really did earn the A-plus. Um, you did. I saw the pictures. I know. I, I had a child's birthday party that I planned but I also drank at the party so maybe I get knocked down to like an A (laughs) minus no children were harmed but I did have two drinks at the party it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) and finally fresh off a week of debauchery and sin from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac Texas it's the veteran podcaster Mike Frizzell thank you for your service Mike Oh, thank you, Anne. It's so good to be home. I I'm not cut out for the uh, for the jet setter lifestyle. I can only do it for maybe one weekend a year, and that was it. <laughs> As always, we're going to take care of some LRB business. We'll bring you the week in review. We'll clean some house, and then let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let's get to that LRB business because I feel like we have a lot to talk about in the week in review. Uh, The Friday episode came out was a clip show on road tripping that Christy and I put together where we talked about some of the different times that the TBTL crew has been on the road from the time that Jen was traveling around the United States in the camper to the time that Luke lost his passport and had to (laughs) drive cross country back to Seattle. Had to. (laughs) Had to. (laughs) (laughs) To the time when Andrew drove from L.A., uh, to Seattle with a terrified cat clinging to his seat. We picked some fun times to talk about, and I hope that everybody gets a chance to check that out. You know, it's really easy to be um, sympathetic with the cat when you hear people telling the cat road trip stories. But when but when you're in the car with the cat, it's different. <laughs> yeah. It's generally different. You're just like, oh, my God. He's never going to shut up or <laughs> I'm not, if if you let that cat out, it's going to go immediately under your accelerator foot. You know, <laughs> you're like, 
fucking screwed no matter what you do. Yep. I don't know if it's evidence of Andrew's bravery or stupidity that he put himself <laughs> in that situation. Um, the other really cute thing about this uh, clip show was that uh, Christy and I talked about her upcoming cruise, and she is on the cruise currently. And mm-hmm. I think on Friday, maybe, or Saturday morning, Jeremy messaged the chat, and he was like, I'm listening to the road trip show. I miss Christy. Oh, it was really cute. <laughs> oh, Jer, hold on. She'll be back soon. <laughs> He was he was a little bit lost yesterday. Um, we're recording on Sunday, and then uh, yesterday, because I'd been on the road, I had to do a little work on Saturday to try to catch up. And of course, Jeremy was was in all the pages and all the you know he was working because his wife is gone, and I think his I think Ellie was with uh, his mom. So uh, what does Jeremy do when when everyone's away and he can do whatever he wants? He, he works. works. <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Go to a fucking movie, something. I mean, I don't want to see. I don't want to see you on the on the on the damage claims sheet at uh, at at ten ten a.m. or noon on a Saturday when you're all alone for the first time, with nothing but nothing but the world as your oyster. When the kids and Dave are gone, I'm like reveling in my aloneness. I'm like, what? Do I? Like, yeah. I'm so excited. I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm like, I'm just by myself. It's not like, check in. Let's check in and see what's happening at work. <laughs> no. you, you, know, you don't do that one. <laughs> On a Saturday. Dummy. That's hilarious. Jerry, you can make it. You can do it. You can do I it. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> do something fun, dude. <laughs> Let's go on to the next piece of business. Uh, I did reference your your week of debauchery and sin, Mike. Why don't you tell us about it? Or mm. you know, does is this a whole what happens in Vegas deal? <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean some things, of course. Uh, you know the 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 vomiting and the terrible bowel movements. Those should stay. Those should always stay in Vegas. But um, okay, Luke. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sandwich, uh, I'm going to tell you about um, my, my road trip, but first I'll just tell you, you know, what, what actually went down. Um, I, I like driving for road trips rather than flying, especially, you know, now with my artificial sticks and especially this particular trip uh, to and from Vegas. It's a lot of I-10 through Texas and New Mexico and Arizona driving. And it's almost completely deserted and it's beautiful and you can just set your cruise control and and just check out the scenery and it's it's great and then i can take my wheelchair and then i can just you know have my wheelchair in in las vegas and it's it's great um we uh uh stewart my my friend who hosts us he treated us to uh um oh emeralds we went to emeralds in uh at the mgm on saturday (laughs) afternoon yeah that was nice (laughs) And then we got later on in the evening. We got um, taken over to uh, this place called Top Golf. Oh yeah, which is um, where it's a hipster like driving range yep. situation. And uh, we got treated to food and drink over there. And I I almost participated. <laughs> uh, I came really close. I only found out about the Top Golf outing like the day before I left for Las Vegas. So I didn't have any chance to because I sold my clubs after I became disabled and you know, haven't swung a club in a few years and I wasn't great on my best day. Uh, but, but I decided I was going to like at least step up there and see if I could do it. You know, if I, if I could get the ball out to, you know, some of the targets 
And I, I, I got up there and I, you know, I'm half in the bag cause you know, I'm it's in Vegas. Las Vegas <laughs> and, uh, I, I get, I get the ball teed up and I, I, I address the ball. Um, hello ball. And, <laughs> and I start like practice taking the, the club back to see how far I can take it back without like losing my balance. And it becomes clear after, you know, 30, 45 seconds of everybody in the entire place staring at me. This place is just packed, you know, on the night before the Super Bowl. And so everybody stared at me. It's like, what's this motherfucker going to do? You know, and, and so um, I decided I didn't I wouldn't wasn't going to have enough juice to get it out there if I didn't take it too far back and risk losing my balance. And we were on the third or the fourth floor yeah. of the place. Yeah. You know, you don't fall all the way down if you fall off the edge, but you fall into a netting and then your 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 artificial limbs probably get tied up in the netting and then you know everyone has their cell phone and you guys would have seen the footage before I even came back. So I decided, nah, I'm gonna sit down, you know, so I got somebody to take my spot. And so, you know, I just I just pretty much chilled uh, that night. And then the next day, uh you know, nice Super Bowl party, the wrong team won. Mm, but uh, maybe we can talk about that later. I'm sorry. <laughs> was so it was so boring and forever i'm sorry that an uh, amazing defense is so boring to you but you know oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> sorry that six rings i'm staying out of this one. Oh, my God. oh yeah yes dallas born and raised patriots fans. shut up yes talk about a little red bandwagon that is not true you're riding on one right now Oh yeah. Well, me, I'm just a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I can't help myself. Love those. It's you know, just my team. Love those Rams. Those L.A. Rams. They're the best. Love, love those. Love those. <laughs> love those Falcons in a city that I've barely been to and uh, didn't grow up with. Uh, but they're they're wait. Oh no, they're not good. So I'm not a Falcons fan. <laughs> anyway, um. Those good party times, uh, the 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 bread around um, that delicious uh, meaty time. Um, one story on my way. My only requirement with a, a hotel room right now is that I be able to sit in the shower. Uh, I don't need like you know when when you get a wheelchair accessible room or a handicap accessible room, they're usually shitty because they they just like they take the desks out they you know, they make it some like giant warehouse of a room and I'm like. What the fuck? You know, I want a hotel room. I don't want, you know, just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I, you know, nope, you don't need a TV. Nope, <laughs> nope, no sink, no vanity. Nope, nope. You know, here's your here's your shower and here's a bed. You know, I was like, what? I'm not in prison. So, um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so some of these places that they, they decide that, that, uh, Handicap accessible or wheel, wheelchair accessible just means that you just you put in um, guardrails, handrails everywhere. Just if I'm not I'm not crawling around the house, I'm crawling around the room holding the guardrail. I mean, I've got my wheelchair. I don't need guardrails everywhere. And the the first hotel room that I was in on the way to Vegas, uh, it had a bench on the end on the on, on the other end of the the shower head. And I looked at it and I was like, mm, okay, I guess I'll give this a shot. So two problems. I, I, I got onto the bench, but they put a, uh, a rail behind the bench and the bench only comes out maybe 18 inches. 
and the rail that they've put there that goes directly into your lower back uh-huh. uh, comes out about six to eight inches. And I'm, I'm, I got a narrow ass, man. I'm, I'm a white boy and I could barely get on that thing. And then I was like hunched over and I'm like, okay, well I got on it. So I guess I can go ahead and just take the shower. Just let the water hit me on the back. Cause I can't even raise my face enough to get the water to hit it. But the problem is I can't even turn the water on because it's all the way on the other end and there's no way to reach it. I can't reach the I can't reach the the water. So I grab my cane and I'm trying I'm desperately trying to like knock the water, you know, just kind of turn it on. And after a few minutes of that and it not working, I was like, okay, well now this bar is really killing my back. So um, that was a really unsuccessful um, shower situation. I, I, I clean myself up pretty good um, without the shower. But anyway, this happens a lot. Uh, they they just think, oh, well, there's a there's a bench and there's some rails. Well, did you try to sit on this thing when you were installing it? Did you? Did anyone involved in this situation think about someone who might be using it and, and how it might be used? I don't think you did. Because... If I couldn't use it, I doubt anybody could use it. So <laughs> I think the word that is uh, applicable here is compliance more than anything yeah, else. Yeah. We have 28 compliance. rails in this thing. <laughs> it's, we're fucking compliant. Look at all the rails. Yeah, it's completely unusable. And and, and that one, yeah, they, they, they didn't have a vanity in that bathroom. So, you know, I've got my <laughs> big bag of toiletries and I just like set it on the ground next to the sink. <laughs> okay, this is great. You know, that's a great hotel experience. I might as well have gone to like a rest stop bathroom and it, I would have had a better experience. Um so on the on the way home, um I still have my legs on and uh <clears throat> I'm in the bathroom and I'm I'm like I'm looking in the mirror which I I rarely do, but uh, I see there's a vanity mirror or what do they call it? No, uh a magnifying mirror. That's one of like, those round ones that's like on a little accordion yeah, scissor a swing arm thing yeah yeah and it's right at my eye level as i you know i'm like okay well you know emily's had these these for years every girlfriend every wife every whatever i've ever had they all get these magnifying mirrors and and they look in them and they do stuff and and i've never been tempted because i've heard people say don't <laughs> just don't <laughs> but it was right at my eye level and so I just swung it over, and I gotta say, those things should be illegal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least there should be a warning, you know, some sort of a advisory sticker on there because it, that'll change your life. I mean, I've avoided mirrors m- most of my life just because I'm not comfortable with the way I look, and but I, I also wanted to be, you know, wanted to feel feel decent looking and feel sexy, right? Feel like a like a, a hey, I'm I'm all right. Take a look in one of those things and see how you feel. I'm yeah. still I, I I'm still shaken up. Yeah, I, it's not good. I was awful. So awful. You're like, how did I live? I'm like sorry. This? I want to apologize to y'all. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think guys generally do those mirrors. You don't have to. Right, because we're oh yeah, but I mean once once you look, you're just like oh, okay. Well, I went from a. You know, a man shack seven to a three. Uh, I'm a monster. So that's how I topped off my my road trip. So last my last night on the road was like, 
<laughs> I think I couldn't even sleep. You know, I was like, I got to do something. <laughs> like rocking yeah. back and forth. <laughs> I need to see a whole team of dermatologists. <laughs> now, it's not exactly the same thing, but in the women's bathroom at my office on the fourth floor where I work, there happens to be an outside window. It's frosted glass, so it's no big deal. But there is something about the way that the light comes in and hits the mirror that has that effect that you see. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, where did all those chin hairs come from? Oh my God. <laughs> and I know it's not just me because I've talked to other oh, women and they're no, like, it's not. it is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, I think, what Emily uses it for the most. Yeah. And you'll you have know, one the, that's the like two thing? inches long. You're like, where did this yes! come from? <laughs> it's like a head hair that somehow got transplanted onto your jawline. <laughs> I got to say that that it's, even though I've had this revelation, this awful revelation, it's still not as bad for me as for y'all because I'm supposed to have hair yep. on my face. Yep. <laughs> I intentionally have hair on my face. I wasn't finding it for the first time and just like, like oh, my a, oh my God. I mean, someone should have wrapped this hair around uh, around their fist and walked away and, and gotten, <laughs> gotten rid of it for me. Hey, you know, um, when Emily, were ju- we just had started dating. Um, we were at a car wash one time. We we're watching the car go through or whatever. And, and she just grabbed one of my eyebrows and just pulled it out you know just like i said wrapped it around her fist and pulled out because she couldn't take it anymore it took us a long time to get trust back after that (laughs) that hurts eyebrow hairs hurt (laughs) and i'm all right with her pulling them i'm all right with her pulling all the disgusting hair that she pulls out of me but you i gotta know (laughs) i want to know when it's gonna happen (laughs) now don't just pull it on me the car wash while i'm like you know I'm at the little gun where the kids are supposed to use spraying my car down, you know, it's like, eh, woo, yikes. What was that? She just couldn't take it anymore. There was a hair that was gone rogue, you know, it was like trying to, trying to escape. Oh, it's a rough life, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> so that's, that's Vegas. Apart from that horrifying coda, it sounds like you had a pretty good time. <laughs> That was fantastic. I, I I enjoyed the driving the most, and and of course I love seeing my friends every year. So. Right, and despite the wrong team winning, it was mm. still fun. Sure. Oh please, <laughs> okay, sure. All right, let's move on before we create a schism amongst <laughs> our hosts. Too late. We we have a jam tracker update to report. We uh got a note telling us that Lori McKenzie. Is getting us out of a couple of jams. Thank you, Lori. Um, Thanks. Thank you. Lori is from Ontario, Kenora, Ontario, and I thought it sounded familiar, and I looked it up, and Lori has gotten us out of some jams before, so that's even more amazing. <laughs> She's our emergency contact now. Is yeah. That what you're saying? Like... And um, and Phyllis saw that it was Ontario, and she was like, mm, "I've been to Ontario. I wonder if it was anywhere near Lori." So she Google stalked you, Lori, and she was like, "Oh no, that's that's." Wait, that's north of Anne. I haven't been over there. So then I had to Google stock Lori. And it's only a seven hour and seven minute drive for me. So Lori, you can expect me. I'm not going to say that I Google Earth looked at your house. Maybe I did. Wow. It's cute. It's very cute. So maybe once the snow melts, I'll go on a a road trip to Kenora and see Lori. Oh, and... um, 
The note that Lori included was so sweet. She said, love these hosts and the pod better than TBTL. I mean, you don't oh, me get too. you don't get the kind of cutting edge grocery store reportage <laughs> that you get on TVTL <laughs> from us. <laughs> but thank you, Lori. That was lovely. And then let's go to one throw your phone. I this is a very interesting throw your phone before we get to the recap. This is from Missy. Mm-hmm. Who says Hillary is all? Don't go see the favorite with your mom, but she made me go see Girls Trip with hers. <laughs> Many excited marks. Kathleen oh. is cool and all, but oh, it was slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the Bourbon Street scene. <laughs> I mean, fine, whatever. It was mildly uncomfortable. The diarrhea spray all over. <laughs> oh, so gross. Well, you've met my mom. She's cool. I I would maybe go see The Favorite with my mom. I'm just saying, in general, (laughs) Uh don't see it with your mom. And whatever. Missy's... (laughs) I'd go see anything with your mom. (laughs) Yeah. She's cool. Uh, Yeah, that's my best friend, Missy. We've been best friends since we were... She was three and I was two, so she can suck it. We've seen... Her parents had a copy of Dr. Detroit that we used to watch when we were like six. Have y'all ever seen that movie? No. Why... It's with like Dan Aykroyd. It's not appropriate for like six year olds, but we we watched and and also I used to watch Cinemax at her in like her parents' uh, oh, house. <laughs> so Missy has nowhere to talk. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, thanks, Missy. I remember one of my mom's sisters was over once and they decided to watch the 40 year old virgin together. And I was like, no, (laughs) No. thank you. You're like Homer in the bushes, like backing it up. Like goodbye. Exactly. Like two, two older ladies. (laughs) Well, cackling at Steve Carell getting his chest wax. At least it's, at least that's a, good funny movie yeah. like dr detroit um you know that's just a waste of time so if you're gonna if you're gonna be like embarrassed about you know if, like my mom my parents were going through a divorce when i was like in my teens and and one thing my mom and i would do is go to movies and this is how you end up seeing saturday night fever with your mom oh no sex scenes and animal house with your mom which was when I decided I was going to join a fraternity. I think that was, you were, you were supposed to get the opposite impression. You're like, that's for me. I know. I was like, oh my God. I didn't know, I didn't know about this. I'm, I'm in. Mike's like, this is a great documentary. <laughs> uh, yeah. My mom also took Missy and me to go see uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I, again, I think we were like six or seven. Uh, and completely inappropriate, one, two, yeah. there's kind of a rape in it, like, <laughs> that maybe we didn't know about yeah. when, uh, in the early 80s, but yeah, we've seen many a um, uncomfortable movie with my mom, but she's cool. Just need to make sure you're wearing a collared shirt so you can pull at it when the scene comes over. <laughs> How do you know if you don't see it, whether it's appropriate or not? True. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is back in the day, like late, late 70s when I'm talking about it. You, know, you didn't know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there was no like NC-17 and and it, things were RPG or whatever, but you didn't know why. <laughs> so you just went to see it and you're like, Ooh. oh, well, uh, uh, John Travolta just climbed on top of that lady and <laughs> did things. I think I think that um, I've told this story before, but when I was in college, I was an intern for the film critic, one of the film critics in Dallas. So I would like, I didn't do anything except go see he would give me like movie passes and I would help him organize stuff. 
and he gave me a, a early screener pass to go see any given Sunday. So of course I was like, cool, I'm going to take my dad. That was a mistake. Oh boy. <laughs> that was oh, a yeah. large mistake. Um, yeah. I, was I don't, very uncomfortable. Has there ever been a, a, a non-X-rated movie with more dong in it? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. <laughs> Michael and I are I mean, that is wall-to-wall there. dong in that movie. Know, it's like, there are scenes where you're like, come on, you're at brunch. Why is somebody's dong out? I, I don't, I don't, it's not appropriate here, Oliver Stone. Oh my gosh, it was, yeah, that was, that was some tough stuff with Michael. You seem to get some sort of a, um, some sort of a wang exception <laughs> from Hollywood. I don't know. It seemed like they were in violation of that rule somehow. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I've been in locker rooms, a lot of locker rooms in my life, and probably didn't see as much dong, you know, totaled that I saw during that movie. <laughs> Mainly because I wasn't looking, you know? Like, but when you're in a movie, you're looking. Yep. You're looking at the screen mm-hmm. going, whoa, yep. oh, wait, hey. And they were not like subtle dongs. Like, there was no, there was no. No. <laughs> I know Christy's right now looking up this movie and making sure that she sees it. You're saying it's not like, what was that? Uh, was it um, Gone Girl? Where Evan was like, if you pause right here, you can see the side no. of Ben Affleck's penis no, no, no. for a second. Yeah. No, 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 it was nothing like that. It was right in front of your no. face. Me and my dad. <laughs> I've seen that movie, but I must have blocked all the tongue. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one that you have to see like every 10 years and then you'll go like, oh, yeah, the dong movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. All right. Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot more dong talk ahead. <laughs> but Are we going to learn this dong talk? I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, why don't you get us into the re- week in review? Okay, like 20 <sighs> minutes in. Here we go. Um, okay. Hey, Mon- it's a record. <laughs> Monday, 28-29. Snow big deal. Um, okay, it's snowy and cold at Burbank Springs. I'm sure Anne really can relate to how frigid the temperatures are. <laughs> I've been trying really, really hard all week to not be eye rolly. I, I have failed somewhat at that. <laughs> I think but I'm it's trying okay. to remember this is not normal good. and they are not equipped. Yes. So it's fine. Right. It's fine. That's how you have to, like in the summers in Texas, when it's a thousand degrees, but we all have air conditioning. We're all sort of dealing with it. When people in the Northeast or the Northwest are like, oh, it's so hot. It's so hot. I get a little bit bitchy about it. But then I remember you don't mm-hmm. all have central AC. Like I can go inside it's and it's like, you know, an icebox in my house uh, easily. So yeah, no, you guess you have to remember that, but still it's dumb. Um, Andrew liked the snow. It's snowing a lot, and I think it's still snowing. I saw somebody post, I think it was Naomi, said, I guess I homeschool now because <laughs> it was like <laughs> just going to yeah. completely snow just like constantly of the next week. And and if it happened like that, like in Texas, schools would be closed the whole time. There's just they wouldn't open them up because people don't know how to drive and they can't. Like they, I think they talked about later in the week. It just is. There's not the equipment, and there's a reason there's not the equipment because they don't need to spend the money on that necessarily. But no. you know, you know, I guess this- it's easier to just shut down the city for a couple of days, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, that's it's not going to last too long. Like <clears throat> it only happens like once every about ten years in the Seattle area where the city does get paralyzed yeah. completely right. by this stuff. And I think last time um, it was the it was uh, Emily came up to visit. And I was living in Redmond, and uh, <clears throat> her flight was coming in, and a weird, the snowstorm was happening, and I, 
I decided to, I was going to get to the airport super early. So like five hours before a flight, I took off for the airport and I got um, just outside of my apartment complex. I just slid. I, I had this ancient Lexus, like a 94 Lexus or something, and just slid right into the ditch Ugh. and then uh, walked back to my apartment and uh, called some outlaw um, uh, shuttle service. They, these Ukrainian guys and, and one of them picked her up at the airport and brought her all the way to my door and I, I couldn't have been more grateful but yeah we were we were socked in in my apartment for five six days it was wonderful though because we say, could walk yeah. to the Whole Foods um, <laughs> don't don't find out where I live uh, <laughs> let's not blow our Whole Foods nut this yes. early in the show <laughs> that's another oh, wow. show title <laughs> blow our <Whole> <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow. Um, I'll stop talking now. I need to think about what Ann just said. Uh, all right. Well, they continue to talk about snow, and Luke cautions against phallic snow stuff. They talked about that for a little bit. Uh, Come on. <laughs> no. uh, the ga- they talk about the big game, TM, I guess. Uh, the game was boring. And it, listen, I am a Patriots fan, and even I will admit that it was a very boring game. I mean, I was like into Thank it, you. but because uh, I'm a Patriots sure. fan. But and when they yeah. when they decided to kick as opposed to going for it, I was happy. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. Um, I won't talk about it that much. Um, the game was boring, but I did like it. Said Maroon Five erased itself as it was happening, and it's so <laughs> true. It was so boring, and I don't hate Maroon Five. I mean, it's not my favorite band at all. It's no, they're no John Mayer, yeah. but um, like there was one <laughs> song in two thousand three that I sort of like. They're fine. They are. They are the definition of fine. They just like, don't seem to be the caliber of of act that no. should be at the Super Although Bowl. Although they low-key have like a ton of hits, it just yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, probably really popular generally, but they're not that exciting. And mm-hmm. besides Adam Levine or Levine or whatever, you, could you name another Maroon 5 I mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> can. No. I couldn't pick him out of a Maroon lineup. <laughs> anyway, I, I, whatever. It was, it was fine. It was, it was definitely well, boring. We the, went, uh, go ahead. I, I actually missed the entire halftime show because uh, um, they they didn't have the right kind of uh, they didn't have the right kind of booze that I wanted to drink at that party. So um, uh, our our room was like you know a few floors below where the Super Bowl party was, and so at halftime I was like, okay, well I'm gonna go fix myself a drink and I'll come back. And by the time I get back, they'll have the stage set up, and and I'll watch the halftime show. Well, I, I went to our room, I fixed a drink, and then I got back. Uh, I, I was trying to get back, and I got onto like a haunted elevator that would not go up. <laughs> like, I hit the up button, the elevator came, it said going up, and I got on there, and I hit the floor that I was going to, which I think was like the top floor, and it just started like blinking. Now, it wouldn't be like full on or just not accept my pressing. It was just like flashing. Ugh. And then the elevator went all the way down to the lobby. You know, oh. and then came back up and then I pressed the button again and it said it was going there and then went all the way back down to the lobby. So by the time I got back to the hotel room, like they were teeing the ball off for the second <laughs> half because I got caught in a haunted elevator situation. <laughs> but I will say this, at least if you get caught in that situation, at least it's great to have a drink. Um, and it's also, you know, there's lots of people to, you know, to talk to and they're all, they're all half in the bag like I am and they're all, you know, they're having a good time and. 
it's Super Bowl Sunday. And I'm like, how you doing? Yeah, I'm just the guy who rides in this elevator, apparently, forever. <laughs> and never gets to go up to the 26th floor. You're like a kid that just pushes all... Back to the all, lobby again. Here we go. You just push all the buttons and just ride the elevators. You're like, what's up, guys? Oh, my God. I, yeah, I was like a little kid. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, well, eventually, I hope I make it back because I really hope that at some point someone's going to make a play in this game and I'm there to see it because nobody has. Nobody has. I know, even Goskowski, Mr. K, whatever. Okay. Um, so they're, <laughs> they're, Luke saw a flipped car. They're just telling, like, you know, I guess war stories about the, um, about the snow. Um, I guess it was sort of scary. And then this, Luke thought he left his phone in his car um, and he was trying to like, like ding it and see where it was. And it seemed like it was in his car. But the only he didn't really care. Um, the only thing he wanted to use, I guess, is for the alarm. So they had to use like Carrie's old alarm uh, to whatever. Anyway, they were talking about how it's like one of those, and you know, you just had this visceral like idea of what it looked like because I feel like everybody mm-hmm. at some point had that alarm, and it is sort of scary. Like it's when it wakes you up, you're like, oh, what's up? Like there's there's yeah. no gentle wake up, a rolling wake up. But he had never heard it before. Apparently, that's a really common oh, yeah. alarm yeah. sound yeah. from that era. I mean, I don't know of anybody who hasn't had that fucking alarm. Well, I mean, I, in their it's life. the Back to the Future alarm, even in hotel you know? rooms. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Until probably. 1997 that was the alarm in every single hotel room anyway (laughs) (laughs) um andrew didn't get bored of the game until the fourth quarter which is wild um he played madden the night before that i guess was like a simulator of of um the game okay i'm sure the madden one was actually more exciting um (laughs) (laughs) if if you made me watch uh either his madden game or the actual Super Bowl again? I would take that Madden game yep. without having without knowing the content of it. I'd be like, I'd, I'd rather watch that. <laughs> um, Genevieve was sick, so they watched it at home, and he actually enjoyed it. I I do think like I was at a party for the first mm, half ish of the game, and I really it was fun, but I totally didn't pay attention to the game because you really almost yeah. could, even though there were twelve thousand TVs around, you just couldn't really pay attention to it. So I guess if you were more like watching the X's and O's of everything, then maybe it'd be more. Maybe I don't know. Um, then of course they have to get into commercial talk a little bit. Um, and this, I don't know why it annoyed me. They were like, Andy Haynes' ex-wife was in a commercial. First of all, her name is Alice Wetterland, and she's way more famous than Andy Haynes. So, mm-hmm. you know. She's in a lot of commercials. She's in a lot she's... of commercials. If you Google them, and, and he would win. I mean, she would win. It, It's uh, not that it's a contest, but mm-hmm. um, I think, I think uh, the thing about modern times, I guess, is like being a someone who's really popular in commercials because it used to be you'd see all these people that were just commercial actors mm-hmm. but now it doesn't matter you, you could be an actor and just do commercials it it really i i think there will come a time where people will completely forget that doing commercials was embarrassing mm-hmm. yeah. for for like you know movie actors and even tv actors wouldn't take commercials now it's like we're like japan has always been it's like um uh, is the money green? Yeah. Is, is the <laughs> <Exactly>. check good? 
I do. I remember going to Europe and you would see like Julia Roberts or George Clooney or whoever, uh-huh. like in a commercial or an ad for something. You're like, what is happening? This is so weird. And now I feel yeah. like it happens all the time. You're right. It totally happens. Yeah. Now Jennifer Garner is, you know, yeah. she's she's been on my TV for like three and a half hours this morning already. Again, she's probably made more money off of that than most of the mm-hmm. things that she's actually done. Totally true. Uh, and I don't hate on that at all. No. Those Matthew McConaughey Lincoln, Lincoln commercials <laughs> so are just so unbelievably weird. weird. Uh, oh my gosh, oh, McConaughey! I do. I, I I can't help it. I want to party with that guy. <laughs> I really do. Just get naked. He's the minister get... of culture for for um, Texas athletics now. They, they, <laughs> we are the only. We're the only school in the country that has a minister of culture, and guess who that is? It's Matthew fucking McConaughey. And he has a burnt orange suit. And I couldn't be happier. (laughs) He's gotten me more into being a Longhorn than less. Uh, uh, The distance the distance was good for Luke about like being interested in the game because whatever he was. I guess didn't have to get so angry and involved in it. Now this is the part that I, of <laughs> course, like completely rolled my eyes at and was very annoyed. Luke said, "It's oddly endearing how Giselle Bündchen, how Giselle Bündchen was into the game." I'm sorry. Again, she probably knows more about football than like Andrew does. So shut up, first mm-hmm. of all. Oh, way more than Andrew. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's. Okay, yeah, she's in the she's his wife, but like, of course, she's into the game. Like, that would be weird if she wasn't into the game. And also, it's so condescending that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's so into the game. It's weird. he would never say that if it was reversed. If it was like, you know, I don't know, gymnastics or somebody, and there was a parent or a husband or something that was standing off, they would. She, oh, it's so endearing how much he's into it. I don't know. It's so frustrating. And I'm, these guys are definitely like more evolved than a lot of people because at my work, which I'm leaving. um, they, uh, yeah, uh, everybody, anytime I talk about sports, everybody's like, wow, you know a lot about sports, little lady. And I'm like, <laughs> I, it's not a Jesus. superpower. Like you can learn more about, you know, movies or something. I don't know. Whatever is coded female yeah. or something. I don't know. Anyway, you're going to know a lot about whatever you watch a lot of. Yes. And you know, um, Meredith doesn't watch sports. I have no, I have no doubt. Like if Meredith watched sports as much as I did, she'd know as much or more than than me exactly. so it's very condescending you know yeah. it's like you know i don't watch makeup videos and you know you guys like to watch those so um but i'm gonna defend now hang on <laughs> you guys like to watch makeup videos i've never watched a makeup video in my life sorry y'all like to watch <laughs> um no but i'm gonna defend luke a little bit okay. on this uh i also when i saw that shot i it touched my heart a little bit and mainly because and and you know this, uh, Hillary, Giselle's not that hot on Tom Brady continuing to play no, no professional no, football. No, she's not. Well, which like, um, hello, he's so, forty one years old and he's had multiple concussions, right? So. And and he's got all the rings and all the money and all that. It's like it would be very easy to walk away, you would think. And and so she has every reason to just sit there and go, um, you know, I'll I'll you know I'll be supportive. I'm coming to the game, but she would like clearly into it and it just made me think of like you know back in the day when they show would show Kurt Warner's wife um all the time I think she was like a cancer survivor or something and she was like super supportive yeah. of him through uh all of the stuff that he had to go through to finally make it in the league and I like sometimes seeing the spouses and stuff oh you know, it's 
It's cool. I agree. It just, the way that they approached it was just like, like she had never watched a football mm. game before and did not understand what was Oh, going. oh, so that's how you took it. Okay, because yes. yeah. I, I just assumed that she does, she's into it, she knows, and 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 that that's that was just an expression of pure joy on her part, uh, despite the fact that she would rather her husband not have people no. trying to kill him Constantly. Um, <laughs> many, many, many times every weekend. Um, okay, quickly, just through. I was laughing at the how the guys have sort of turned around on Tom Brady a little bit. Um, I had mm-hmm. this line, he's a highly evolved Great Dane, and I think that is very appropriate. Um, I think he's kind of a dum-dum, but he's very smart at what he does. I don't, I do not defend his MAGA hat. I think that's bullshit. I do, however, mm-hmm. think that he likes to play golf, and they all like to fucking play golf, and Trump let them all yeah. play golf, and... There's a lot of people that, uh, you know, have been suckered into his world. Now, I, I tough don't... To pa- t- tough to pass up a fancy golf yes, outing. I it do really not defend it. I think it's it. bullshit, and I think that it does more yeah. damage, and it's, it is frustrating, especially as a fan of um, the Pats. So I think that's really shitty. But the handsomeness and the charmingness <laughs> goes so <laughs> far. The very good at football. Underestimated. Very, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, the- like, like that SNL sketch about the sexual harassment, you know, and Fred Armisen keeps trying to just ask somebody, you know, for a TPS report and they report him for harassment. <laughs> and then Tom Brady walks up in his underwear, you know, and, and they're like, hi, Tom, you know, just we forgive a lot when people are just super handsome and charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think truly he's not a very political person because he doesn't yeah. have to be. No, no. no. I don't even think he has time for it. You know, no, he's a white guy who's a star. It's none of that affects him, and so he doesn't have to care about it. He likes to think about pseudoscience all the time. That's what he likes to think about. No, Um, yeah. If you know, again, I'm a a Pat's fan, but his little buddy Alex Guerrero was there like the whole time. Anytime you saw him off the field, Mm -hmm. it was like there he was. Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. We're not even through Monday. Holy shit. Okay. So Luke went to his sister's house. She had a video interpolation on that Tom Cruise warned us against. Um, and I think the reason they got that is they were saying Tom Brady is sort of like a Tom Cruise where you're like, wow, you're still going and you kind of still look the same and you're still like pretty good. Uh, you know, and they both have problematic things and they're going on. Um, they watched Groundhog Day. Then they had this long discussion about Groundhog Day. Why didn't he just drive away? Why didn't he stay up late? And I said, OMG, they're talking about this way too much. What would you... I don't think they really... I don't think Luke really watched the whole movie because they were talking about where where the movie took place. And it they couldn't say Pittsburgh more. They couldn't say <laughs> Pennsylvania more in that movie. They're trying to get back to Pittsburgh. The, they work for a... Uh, TV station from Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh weatherman. And then, you know, Luke couldn't, nobody could come up with it. Where they, where was it? Chicago? Or what was it? Uh, Huntsville, Alabama? Where, where were they training back then? No, for sure. I haven't seen the movie in 10 years and I know it's fucking Pittsburgh. And and this is, this is also where, you know, we've said before that Luke probably is better with things like documentary because he doesn't he has problems with fiction. Let's put it that way. And yeah, yeah. When you you're talking about a movie where the premise is the day keeps repeating over and over again, and he's like, "Well, why doesn't he just drive away?" Um, because magic, magic, <laughs> magic. It's the movie is not served by you trying to put it into a realistic situation. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I were stuck in, in one day in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and I, it was going to be over and over, once I realized that, I would find anyone in the town that possessed any amount of cocaine and steal it from them when I knew their back would be turned because they turn their back at the same time every day. And I'm not worried about my body or my health yep. and, or my mental well-being because I'm on Groundhog Day. So this cocaine would be my friend. And that yep. would really... That would, you probably never hear from me again. And I wouldn't eat in the diner because I wouldn't be hungry because... Listen, okay. yeah, cocaine. You'd just be like chain smoking on the corner. Um, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Watching Ned Ryerson and trying to push him into the ditch. Um, and so we get an update from Carrie. She says the phone isn't in the car. Phone is in the snow. I said, question mark. I guess we didn't quite know it then. And I said, Luke's life stresses me out so much and this kind of goes into play of what Andrew was talking about how he lost his keys he had a cold threw out his back and then he couldn't find his keys and he realized he had accidentally thrown them away and he said wait 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 we have to back up okay um who among us would leave their phone in the snow well yes I don't even have any legs and I would put them back on or make Emily go out to the yes you know yes if I thought I left my phone in the car I would go out and get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you found out it was in the snowbank. How quickly would you go get it? I think that it is like, there's always one, like in this relationship, there's, in these relationships, there's one person that's like a loser of things, the other one that is not. And like, Mm -hmm. I would say, I'm like an Andrew where he was like, Genevieve's the one that loses things. And I feel like Dave is the one that loses things and I'm the one that finds them. But I did one time throw away my keys at a 7-Eleven and I had to make Dave come and bring my spare key and I was like flipping out. And then I realized it was just like in the trash right there, like just in the trash. And it's so frustrating. (laughs) Luke is is used to being kind of an airhead. And I've said this before, I cannot stand airheads and especially when it's myself like when I have done something sort of airheady where I'm just not thinking it's so frustrating to me because I'm not normally like that Luke just lives his life like that like you know Ford promo of him just accidentally canceling the wrong uh uh, you know, one of a million car rentals he has. That kind of shit makes me crazy. Like, I mean, I wouldn't make multiple ones, but that make would make me crazy. But I, yeah, that's dude. Ugh. This this very thing happened to me yesterday because I am the I am the uh, the Andrew. I am the Hillary of the relationship. Um, Emily's always losing stuff because she has a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just don't have that much stuff, <laughs> so chances of me losing it are are, are not not big. Um, but. Uh, and, and usually I'm the one who's like mindful of everything that, you know, needs to get done around the house and needs, you know, whatever, whatever immediate needs need to be met. I'm, I'm usually the person. Um, yesterday I, I came home. Um, I I think I was telling you guys, I was, you know, uh, I was working and Jeremy and I were, were working on a couple things and I went out and I was, I went to the grocery store and then I went, I think Emily asked me to go to Baskin Robbins, get some ice cream. So I went to Baskin Robbins and then I came home and this thing that, that we were working on, I needed to get right on my computer and jump on something. And so I put the ice cream on the counter and then I went and no, not the, the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Emily came in like an hour later and she had just turned up the heat in the house. Usually we keep it pretty cold, but she just turned up the heat in the house, you know, yesterday morning. And, and she was saying, um, did you mean to leave the ice cream on the counter? And I I don't think I've been this mad 
I mean, she will vouch for this. I don't think I've been that mad in a while. I'm like slapping <laughs> things and I'm yelling at myself, you know, calling myself Stupid. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's not me. Yep. That's not me. I if I bring ice cream in the house, I've never not put it in the freezer. What's, you know, what? I was so mad. Anyway, I warned you there was going to be some stories. <laughs> um, can I just ask what flavor ice cream was it? Uh, there, there was, uh, well, see, I screwed up doubly. Um, the, the ice cream that she wanted that was melting was the mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. And I got a... Uh, a butter pecan, uh-huh. I think. When that's not her, that's not her jam. It's that other pecan something flavor. So she was like, "Congratulations, you bought yourself a big thing of ice cream because I got the wrong flavor." And I'm like, <laughs> "And because I am me, I'll you know, if even it takes eight months, I'm gonna eat that goddamn ice cream." <laughs> um, if I have to eat it one spoon at bedtime, you know. All right, to finish out Monday, Andrew loved the Bud Light commercial. Sorry. Luke sighed, lots of Bud Light talk that, that I didn't gross, that I didn't I pay thought. attention to. I didn't even see it. I don't know. I, uh, I didn't. Yeah, you just heard the guy's head getting crushed uh, off camera. Yeah. Like, uh, what? That was gross. <laughs> and buy uh, more that, beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Buy more shitty beer. Right. Uh, that's Monday. <laughs> All right. I have a hope that Tuesday will go quickly. I think everything but the basketball talk will. Andrew wishes that he could work at a radio station because he does kind of miss the human contact working at home by himself all day, except he specifies that it would need to be a short commute. I think he really got burned in L.A. He doesn't want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand. I did a long commute for a long six years and I will never take another job where I have to do it. You know, when Christy talks about her commute into Seattle can be an hour, two hours, whatever. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Well, and was your commute in the era before podcasts? Yes, it was. Do you think it would be easier now? Um, Maybe. I don't know. The evenings commute home was always really bad because those were my retail days and I was so tired that I was actually mm-hmm. afraid that I might fall asleep sometimes. Right. Inching, inching through the downtown traffic. Maybe. I don't know. I listened to a lot of Harry Potter. I bought the audiobook of Harry Potter. Oh, I see. So so you were self-medicating. <laughs> yeah, I was. I tried. I tried. But it, ugh, it just strikes me as such a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, Dave's commute, is, Dave's commute is pretty long, which sucks. I always feel bad. He works in the Arboretum, Mike, uh, and we mm. live in southwest Austin, so he has to like go arboretum is like northwest so he has to go through it and going there i don't think it's awful but coming home just always sucks express lanes yeah but it still sucks and even Mm -hmm. i know there's one of our um the vice president of my um division at work he lives in northfield minnesota which is 90 minutes but they have a shuttle he just gets on the shuttle and rides it up and you know and at least then you can do your email or whatever and count that as part of your work day but when you have to drive man that's that's hard that's true oh yeah good point um a quick note that andrew says he edited the hell out of yesterday's show um i think that points to him being a good editor because i didn't notice any yeah. weird cuts but that sort of makes you wonder what the the unedited version of the show yes. was like oof 
Um, so Luke found his phone in the snowdrift. It was in the snowdrift all night, but it seems to be fine. And Jesus. also his boiler came back on. So, I mean, I think we would all be nervous about Luke trying to fix his boiler <laughs> by himself. Well, he's, so. he's really lucky that um, the temperatures got colder. So the uh, the snow and the ice didn't melt because that will get into your phone and fuck it up, yeah. obviously. Yep. Um, the the last uh, time I got out of the hospital, I was, I think it was the first shower that I was going to be able to take in a long time. They they set me up with the, with an actual functional um, shower <laughs> bench, here here at the house because they were able to consult with me and just not put in bars and bars and bars that kept me from doing anything. <laughs> um, bars upon bars. So I, I remember, I sat down there and like I want to listen to my podcast uh, while I'm showering so I, I i you know put some podcast on there turn the uh, volume all the way up and i <clears throat> i set it um on the side of the tub but then I, you know i pulled the shower curtain all the way closed or so i thought this is my first you know because you kind of got to work out your routine or whatever um but water got somehow around the curtain and got into my phone oh dear and uh ever since then even though i did my best uh, and I'm dealing with now like well over a year, I think, of any any um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, alerts, notifications. It, all it does is go. <laughs> and uh, Emily hates it. Obviously, it's not great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I pretty much like have my phone off <laughs> as much as possible, and it, I think that frustrates people trying to get a hold of me. But um, that'll be corrected next time I get a phone. So I'll, sure. I'll be Good. able to keep my phone on. Good. <laughs> um, so let's get to the meat of this episode. I'm really glad that you're back, Mike, because I think that we've needed the perspective of somebody who's actually mm-hmm. played a lot of pickup basketball in their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luke says that he attempted to bury the hatchet with this oh pickup basketball <laughs> nemesis. Well, the the guy that they sniped at each other with those wicked burns <laughs> of you look tired last week <laughs> you've only been here like three times uh that's four times excuse me um so he attempted to bury the hatchet by going over to him this morning and saying hey what's your name and the guy said what and what Luke has extrapolated from this is that this means that the guy had really been bothered by the <laughs> the you look tired burn from last week. And he'd been thinking about it all weekend. And he finds that, quote, hilarious, unquote, that he believes he got underneath this guy's skin. Um, there was a very brief, unenthusiastic handshake. Uh, there were some lame high fives during the game, and Luke decided that he was going to kill him with kindness and teamwork. So every time he, I don't know, passed the ball or whatever, he's like, great job, bud. Way to go. And he, it made him really happy because he figures that that pissed the guy off even more. And then I guess there was a break between games where the guy had to sit out a game, and when he came back, he smelled like weed. So Luke was like, ha-ha, I upset him enough that he had to go smoke a joint in order to calm down and work with me. I am so superior to this person. Clearly, I have won this battle. And I was like, oh, my God. I've extremely lost this battle. Oh, my <laughs> 
oh my God. And Andrew's like, well, maybe he just doesn't like your energy. And and then he, Andrew said what I was thinking. And Mike, you'll really have to clarify if what Luke came back with is the case. Andrew's like, maybe don't go up to him and demand hey, what's your name? Maybe go up to him and be like, hey, I'm Luke. Sorry, we got off on the wrong foot last week. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe they'll have a more productive relationship. But I've really been interested to know what you make of all this, Mike. Well, to start with, the road to pick up hell is paved with good intentions. And (laughs) Luke, I think, did have good intentions. I think he did want to repair that relationship because he's, he's nesting in this league now or mm-hmm. you know this uh this situation so he needs it to be peaceful um i would i was okay with with what he said because 98 percent of dudes are going to be like i'm steve um nice to meet you you know but i think the dude was already you know the predisposed to dislike luke because they did have a run-in and i i'm not one who will dismiss the idea that that um these guys are thinking about each other and this game outside of the time that it's actually happening because I know I I did there were guys that I went to war with all the time and guys that I quietly hated <laughs> and, and, and you know what I mean I mean there 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 there's a lot going on especially if it's the same guys all the time to me, it's it's more of a survival of the fittest thing. I mean, like, I think I would just go to that game and just, you know, let my play do the talking. But this this is, uh, we're entering a different um, pickup era. And people are playing basketball. Mo- a lot of guys are playing basketball a lot longer than they used to. Because the, the guy in his 40s or even advanced from there used to be so much the exception. But now I know where they're hiding. <laughs> they can get the court at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not coming down at 7 tonight nope. and putting together their squad and, you know, getting any run. So you you, you have a lot of... Uh, it's an island of misfit toys in the morning here. You know, you got the guy in his 70s who just grabs people. You got the guy... You know, dude smokes weed every morning. I guarantee it. That doesn't mean that he doesn't dislike Luke. <laughs> That doesn't mean that, that that this is not a thing. It's going to continue to be a thing. I can tell you, um, no matter whether he and Luke make up um, and decide they're going to be great teammates or opponents or whatever they are, that dude is still going to smoke his weed in the morning. <laughs> because I'll tell you this, um, when 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 I was like in junior high and high school and you had to practice before school, don't fucking talk to me. You know, maybe if someone had gotten me high, I would have been more amenable to, um, you know morning practice and talking with dudes, but I don't want to talk to people. I don't want someone coming to me, like asking my name and trying to, you know, have a conversation with me at five forty-five in the morning. I don't want that here. I don't want that then, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think what's the most amazing thing, this is again, this like duality of Luke of being both self-aware and completely not self-aware is he's like, mm. he is thinking about me all the time. It's amazing. Luke is literally thinking about him almost constantly, and he thinks that he's not. But by thinking he's not, he's constantly thinking about him. So mm-hmm. it's this weird obsession for he. Wa- you know, he just needs to move on. Like if he just kind of shuffled along and did his work, it would yeah. be okay, probably. He he should do. He should just dominate the dude. That's. I mean, I hate to say it, but 
when you can play and the other guy can't, that trumps all. You just just dominate him. And then what the hell is he ever going to say to you in front of anybody? Because everybody would be like, yeah, but Luke can play. <laughs> so who cares about, you know, lazy eye weed head dude? You know, fuck that guy. He can go find another. Maybe he can get the, the court at 4 a.m. Well, I just think it, it takes a special talent to take the response of, huh, and build it out into this whole scenario. <laughs> You're right. I'm not saying I'm not saying everybody isn't right here, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm giving my own perspective. And it is a little weird. And I think somebody in our chat mentioned this, that like Luke, uh, you know, a sort of former or recovering addict is wishing is like, huh, he had to smoke weed to get over me. I'm like, that's kind of no. a weird sentiment to have. No. That guy smokes weed because he smokes weed. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Well, let's uh, let's finish this discussion with a, a good throw your phone from Park, who said, "Am I the only one who really wants to hear early morning pickup basketball stoner guys podcast to hear his in depth analysis of his interactions with Luke?" I would love to hear the other side of this and see exactly how much thought stoner guy is putting into this, as opposed to how much time and effort and energy Luke has put into this. So fucking Lord Grantham had only been coming to the game for four days, man. <laughs> so the very lame top story for the day is this update on the most liked image of the egg on Instagram. I just, why? I don't even care. Um, the creator was some British guy who says that it was basically just an experiment to see if it could get the most likes, if it could get more likes than Kendall Jenner or whichever kardashian offspring is the most self-promoting okay whatever <laughs> uh, i knew that i knew that you would be there for that one hillary i knew that i knew that yeah. <laughs> um apparently it's going to happen that digital cracks are going to appear in the egg over time which will lead to quote-unquote hatching and you too have the opportunity to buy that space within the egg for your company if you'd like to do a little viral marketing um i got confused at this point is this going to happen or did this already happen with hulu because they said that you can actually watch a crack on hulu and then it reveals a message from mentalhealth.org which is the first good thing that i've heard about this yeah. entire stupid story yeah no they they sold the whole they sold the rights to crack the eggs um for 10 million for someone who wanted to individually experience the most, the only thing more boring than the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Um, then we get some TV talk. I didn't include very much of it, but Hillary, I know that you had a couple of thoughts on some of these shows. Uh, Genevieve watches Friends from College. I watched the first episode of that, and then for some reason I didn't go back. But Luke says that what he really likes about that show is that the characters laugh at each other's jokes. Sure. They don't just say the jokes and then everybody pretends like it's a, just a normal thing to say. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke is watching something called Main Cabin Masters. That sounds about right. Um <laughs> But he really just likes the carpentry and renovation parts. He doesn't like it where the people on the show kind of try to bust one another's balls because he's like, they're not comedians and they're not good at it. And then he says he's also watching a show called I'm Sorry. I think that's on Netflix. Is that right? uh, it is on. Um, well, it, the first season is on Netflix. The it airs on like USA or something. So the 
anyway, the, yeah, the first season, it'll roll out to Netflix after it's, I think, done with its season. Okay. Um, I think I vaguely heard of it, but I haven't watched it. I personally, um, Friends from College has a great cast, a great soundtrack if you, you know, went to high school and college in the 90s and early 2000s. I personally, I've only seen the first season. I personally, I watched it. I binged it. I, it. I was done with it. I didn't like it because I thought it had, I feel like Luke, I thought it had weird tone issues because it was like a <laughs> comedy, but also the people were unbelievably cruel to each other, but not in like a slapsticky sort of way. It was like in a mean way. I don't know. I just, I, there were parts that, without getting into it there is, like why would you stay friends with yes with these yes people yes, that are mean to yes you? exactly right. like there's no what's my motivation for being you know for for still being friends with someone who calls me a piece of shit yeah and does like really really cruel things but like also it's kind yeah. of a comedy i just kind of didn't get it ex- except i watch it so you know i don't know what that's saying i love see i'm sorry has I thought, you know, it's a little bit more of the Larry David, like, curb your enthusiasm vibe to it, except she's a lady and she's a mom. But I thought that was really hilarious. I think the woman is, Andrea Savage, is really, really funny. Um, there, Mike, I think that you would really like it. There is a scene with her husband that Dave and I were, like, dying laughing. It was really, really funny. But, um, the, yeah, the first season's on Netflix. I, I think it's hilarious. It's And it's, like, 30 minutes and I don't know. It just is more of my my style. It's very cringy, but really, really funny. I don't watch the woodworking one though, uh, or you whatever. Don't watch that... Mean Cabin Masters? <laughs> no. Although Dave mm. did tell me he wanted to build furniture the other day, and I was like, okay, I don't know where or why, <laughs> but <laughs> so maybe he should. I feel like there should be like a furniture building thing that's that's kind of like when when the ladies go out for their uh, wine and painting the watercolors. <laughs> outing you know like yes. dudes like oh, beer oh let's saw some wood let's make a table oh. mm, alcohol and power tools yeah. <laughs> i mean that's not a bad idea i think they have i don't know if you'd call it a co-op but i think a place where you can go and use tools i mean i think that's the barrier to mm-hmm. entry for woodworking yeah. right yeah. is yep having all those tools <laughs> So you're saying this is a Mike has ideas, Anne has ideas. Yeah. Do we both have ideas? I, Can we put I something mean, together here? I think we could. I think we could. We'll put it next door to the one where you go and prep meals for your family for a month. Yep. How's that? Right. So then the ladies can go there and the men can go to the power tools. Well, they can still do their... The, do their what do they call those places where they do the wine and the wine and watercolor? I mean, there's probably... Yeah. 25 franchises yes. or, yep. or franchises about this now. Mm-hmm. Um, then Andrew talks about this idea that he and Genevieve had for a hilarious bit about when they're at a dinner party. I mean, come on. Andrew doesn't want to go to a dinner party. But <laughs> but when they're at a, some sort of dinner party and she's telling a story, a long story, and then he just says, Genevieve, you shut your mouth. <laughs> and then they just... Continue talking as if nothing ever happened. Well, that's that's that. I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, that was a joke that Andrew and Genevieve want to play on the world. A joke, you know, and uh-huh. not real. Wasn't <laughs> Bob? Bobby was on this show. Is, is he? I I doubt he's still here. I haven't looked at the Zencaster thing, but. 
What is everything okay with you and Bobby? I mean, wasn't I mean, the best story. It's just that sometimes, I mean, like waffle talk. Don't you guys get a little tired? Oh, yeah, of it the, he's, he really is into those waffles. I mean, for God's sake, if anybody was really interested, we would let him know. Like, if there were a podcast about um, uh, mid-level hotels like your Holiday Inns <laughs> Express and your your Baytown Inn, or what is he in? Baymont. Baymont. Suites. Baymont. You know, um, you know, Hampton Inn. That's Emily's. She likes Hampton Inn. Very nice. Um uh, th- maybe he should just go over there and, you know, open his mouth <laughs> at a podcast like that, you know? I'm just but saying. Here, yeah, it's a lot. I get it. When you have something interesting to say, then you can talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I hope he got some pool time after. <laughs> I, did you did you cut him from Zencaster? When you told him to shut his mouth. So what happens there? Did I mean... Did you shut his mic, essentially? <laughs> He's still on the line. Oh, he is? Let me look. Oh, shit. Bobby, are you listening? How do you how does, how does do you keep his mic off? This is weird. He just knows the consequences. <laughs> well, we're all scared of you. So that's... <laughs> Let's move on to a few emails. They did a lot of emails today. I was very pleased, although the email from Lisa on Boilers is boring. I'm sorry, Lisa, <laughs> if you were a listener to this show. I I can't. Something about when her boiler works and doesn't work. Um, this leads Andrew somehow into talking about Culligan commercials from the 80s and 90s because it always your comes favorite, back Anne. to commercials <laughs> from the 80s and 90s. And looks like, um... Salt? What are we talking about? Salt? Salt in the water? Must be a rural thing. And Andrew's like, "Mm, I don't think so. Maybe the opposite. And (laughs) then they talk about water softeners for a while and how Mm -hmm. they don't know what water softeners are about. And I'll just take us to this short throw your phone from Anne, who says, the host of the Spotless podcast (laughs) does not know why one might have a water softener. Uh, I have a water softener here at New Brighton because we have well water and it's extremely hard. And if you don't have a water softener, all the deposits from all the gunk and the junk in the water will build up in the washing machine, uh, on the shower heads. It destroys the clothes. Um, I always have to tell people that my guest bathroom, I'm like, it's it's clean. It's real. I swear to God, I cleaned it. Those are just hard water stains. I promise. So that's why you have to have a water softener. I hate it. I wish I had nice water, but that's what you got to do. Um, let's see. Uh, email from Caroline on the, the stupendously true fact that <laughs> your chance of dying on your birthday is higher than dying on any other day. I thought this was a really good insight. She says, you have a greater chance of dying on your birthday because you are born on your birthday. It's because when you turn zero, uh, that is a very risky day because birthing is so <laughs> risky. And right. so that drives your possibility up. Almost every family has um, at least one, you know, one stillborn, you know, in in your history. And and that alone will skew the motherfucking, you know, it's depressing as fuck, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yep. And emergency C-sections and scary uh-huh. other things. And so that makes total sense. Thank you, Caroline. Um, I yeah. know Caroline. Her husband, Brad, is the chair of the biostatistics department at the University of Minnesota. Oh, wow, so cool. that's why she will have that statistical knowledge. Um, from Stephanie, she actually sent them a picture of the guy from the Lopez Island coffee talk who, or coffee shop, who was the loud talker who was holding the meetings. I love you, Stephanie. That was awesome. (laughs) So this, this is not a single occurrence. Um, from David, he's talking about the speed cameras that they put on the porta potties or behind the porta potties in Maryland. Um, he says the point of them is that just knowing they're out there gets people to slow down, especially in a work zone, which is, I think that's what I said on the recap. Just the knowledge that they're there somewhere may have the effect of reducing some speeds. And, uh, then Luke decides to end the show talking about Amber alerts. So weird. Oh boy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I heard shovel, I heard shoveling noises during this <laughs> I mean, in, in a way, I agree with him a little bit about the signage. Me too. No, no, no. About like, yeah. sorry, Anne, you were going to explain what he said. I, I, I it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more about the like reading the signs. It just was weird that he would drill down on Amber Alerts. Yeah, mm-hmm. his point was that all the highway signboards with information on them have the effect of slowing traffic down because people are pausing to read them. I mean, mm-hmm. just keep your foot down in the accelerator, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to. Or get some glasses if you can't see them <laughs> until you get really close. Um, but Luke thinks that Amber Alerts <laughs> generally aren't helpful because usually the child is with the other parent. And so we should really reserve Amber Alerts for stranger abductions. <laughs> just um, so stupid. All right. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, yes, it may be a, like a custody a dispute. You or still have to find the kid. You still have to find the kid. It's like a lot of... Well, yeah. <laughs> so custody disputes can get, be violent. Yeah. You know, they can be awful. Oh, Yep. Goodness. So, oh, I said I was going to keep Tuesday short, but I didn't. I'm okay. sorry. It's okay. Let's, let's uh, breeze through Wednesday. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. The title is One Crime, Please. Ding. Uh, the a lot of <laughs> uh, Yakov Smirnov talk. I'm just not gonna. Uh, I they talk about no. it all the time. I'm not gonna go. Yakov is dumb and gender stupid. I got people enjoy it. I've been to Branson, Missouri, and he's you know, yeah, he's really popular there. Um, they do a quick uh, Amy Schumer story about how she flaked on the radio show. And this was before she was famous. Oops. Uh, but the comedians opened for her because I guess Andrew went to go see her. The comedians opening were super sexist. Not shocking. Hello. Um, mm-hmm. And then somehow they start talking about, you know, how much money these guys make. Is is Yakov super rich? Uh, Jim Kafkan is super rich. Does he know Luke? Maybe Luke thinks. Yakov is worth uh, 20 million as of 2017. Well, this is the thing is those guys make money touring. That's how they make money. Yep. Like that's the, they don't make money off of, you know, a com- Comedy Central whatever. It's off of the touring. And obviously Yakov Well, Yakov just makes it off his theater. <laughs> well, yeah, that, exactly. That's... And Jim Gaffigan tours yeah. all the time and he mm-hmm. is extremely popular. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, he's super rich. But then they go into Luke's uh, neck, Luke Burbank net worth, which of course I was starting to go into as they were talking about this. But yeah, I mean, unless Bobby has found it somehow, it keeps just saying unverified. 
uh, or under review everywhere. Um, but mm-hmm. well, Phyllis can get the tax returns. <laughs> I, know. I mean, I know how much his house is worth, so I we can do that. But I think that's all Carrie based, not uh, not Luke based. Yeah. Um, the State of the Union. They start talking about Andrew didn't watch, and I didn't either because I just no. can't listen to him and it's all bullshit anyway, I mean why yeah. why watch a liar tell lies exactly. on TV oh, what am awful. I going to get from that it was awful and to watch him get applause because <sighs> that's his like oh he was like creaming his cargo yeah. shorts you know just <laughs> so through the whole thing because <laughs> they have to applaud I mean like say we need to we need to repair our crumbling infrastructure what if you're a democrat you're going to gonna like like Oh, no. no. I'm going to pass yeah. on the... Every time they do, the, like, Infrastructure Week, infrastructure. it's like they do some other bullshit thing. And it's so dumb. I just, and honestly, even with Obama, who I love and adore and miss, I don't like the State of the Union for the most part. It's no. it's dumb and so not bad. real. It's You forget it. It's like the Super Bowl. You're like, oh, yeah, that happened like a week ago. I can't even believe it because it doesn't mean anything. Yes. Um, They're so terrible. I'm never going to watch another one. No. Of course, I say that. Yeah. I mean, Pelosi's, uh, you know, condescending clap is fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like, mm, good job, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, big boy. Um, but yeah, I, I, she should have just, at some point she should have just leaned over and given given him some like fruit by the foot. <laughs> exactly, snack time. I Andrew did say something that I I have to really like take into my brain and and think about it a lot he said he we don't all have to be up to date all the time and i really i'm really guilty of this you know i always want to know the latest news or i just that's what i like i and it and it and sadly like it encompasses like because i like sports because i like pop culture because i like politics like there's no end to it like i there's not a part of me that's like shut off and I really have to take a yeah. step back because it doesn't matter. And I waste a lot of brain energy being kind of obsessed with breaking news or whatever's going on. Um, anyway, I just I took that to heart. Um, Andrew um, starts thinking about his, some old friends and like he couldn't find a friend and he sort of stalked him and, and found him. And he just thinks he hasn't put value on friends uh, because he's moved around a lot. Um, and Luke kind of agreed. Like, do you think... Gar- Guys aren't as good about maintaining friendships. I tend to say yes, but I don't know if that's if that's true. I agree. Yeah, we are we are bad, but Andrew is the last person that should feel guilty about this. He's always talking about, oh well, I got together with this old friend, this old colleague, oh, yeah. this blah 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 blah. He's mm-hmm. like Phyllis, you know. It's like Phyllis, it's exhausting. I can't even keep up with her talking <laughs> about <laughs> how many old friends and colleagues and sisters and brothers and mothers yeah. and yeah, I just. I can't even keep up. I just, I mean, and as a, I guess I'm speaking for all men. We don't have the stamina, the friendship stamina for it. And I I don't know why. Like my two best friends from high school um, are my friend Dave in LA, who, you know, I see maybe once every two, three years. And we have the same arguments about the same celebrities um, (laughs) every time. Uh, Barb, who social media has allowed you know and and all the letters i wrote from prison have allowed us to stay friends all the way from high school and then college i had three best friends uh mike smith who 
keeps in he he's better than me like every every few months he makes sure we get in touch um but that's not me and then john hedegaard who i have not spoken to in many 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 years even though we were in this like college picking league and we do correspond and then bill radke who i talk to maybe once every couple of years and it, and when i think about him i'm not like oh i need to call him immediately you know it's just i don't know I don't know why we let these things go because as soon as I'm on the line with with, with John or Bill or Mike, it's as if we never parted ways for a second, right. and it's great. But somehow we fuck this up. We don't do it. Yeah, I had to remind Dave to call this. Call What's his wrong friends. with us? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe there is some sort of gender component to it, but I'll say that I'm also terrible at keeping mm-hmm. up with friends from the old day. And maybe part of that is I spent so much of my childhood moving every two years. Yeah. And so lost touch, lost touch, lost touch. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're not going to find the person that you were friends with when you were eight, when you lived on a different continent. The bonds weren't that deep to begin with. No, and and I don't know whether that sort of set me up for being able to let those things go in my later life or it's just like I don't have the emotional energy to do that work yeah. but I don't know I don't really I'm Facebook friends with all my friends from high school and college but I haven't actually talked to any of them in a long time right yeah that's the true test is like am, am I dialing you up you know mm-hmm. I uh I don't ever let a friend like leave like I <laughs> like, <laughs> no it's not true but I like I'm going to New Orleans this weekend with my two best friends Missy and Emily we're gonna go and I've known Missy like I said because she did throw your phone since I was two and I've known Emily since I was 12 and we became like all best friends in high school I have a, I met my best friends are from high school probably but I definitely have college friends that I I just don't ever I, I like I'm a hoarder of friends and I don't ever let them go so sorry guys you're stuck with me for the rest of your life I'm sorry you bought mm. into this ride no I'm gonna resign <laughs> Which way I have to interview? and will you learn anything from it well and I guess to get a little bit serious about it I, I think too I may have a problem because I've been you know dealing with clinical depression yeah. for Mm-hmm. the last 20 years and sometimes it's really hard i use all my emotional energy just to get through every day and i don't have yeah. any left yeah. to go back no. to the past and and look up people so maybe that's it i don't know i think it's a whole big weird morass it's hard to stay in touch with people no it, it t- well i think it that it, when you're having emotional problems you know you 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 feel like well I'm going to call my old friend, but I I want it to be a good call and a fun mm-hmm. call and a, you know, <laughs> it was like, well, here's the thing, you know, <laughs> I'm deeply unhappy. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, good talking to Bill, you. <laughs> Bill picked up the phone at, uh, at two in the morning and now he's in, he, now, now here, here's what's happening. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to, I, I, you know, you don't want to burden someone with whatever the fuck you have going on, you know? Yeah. And and it it's weird I think when you skip chunks of their life. Yeah. Um I had yeah. god I think I was maybe t- like 24 and one of my best friends from high school just randomly called me. In fact, he had gone to the trouble of calling my parents to get my new phone number so that he could find me. This was before Facebook, so this was the only way we had. And we talked for like 45 minutes and it was so great. You know, like you said, Mike, like no time had elapsed. And then he made a reference, you know, and and Eric and I did this and I was like, oh, who's Eric? And he 
pauses for a minute. He goes, um, Eric is my boyfriend with whom I lived. I had no idea he was gay. Mm-hmm. No, no idea. Like I'd yeah. never given a thought to his sexuality one way or the other. And then, so it's like, we just had this realization that, whoa, we've had some things that have gone some different <laughs> so, ways. Some, some things have uh, have happened. I mean, he had girlfriends in high school, so, so well, I, was I get embarrassed totally sometimes because, because like, I'm like, you, oh, you have kids? Uh, <laughs> uh, how many? <laughs> I, oh, know. this sixteen-year-old just got their license. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can you can feel a little pants sometimes if you wait too long. And and you don't know things that you should know as their friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gay. Oh, I guess a friend, <laughs> a friend would have oh. would have known oh. that. But yeah, uh, collar puts on collar, <laughs> um, stretches if, it. If I can bring it back to Andrew's story, did he said this guy that he got back in touch with. His name was Henry. Wasn't that the guy that? Made out with the two girls on Andrew's bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. Oh, Andrew. I think Henry's completely imaginary, by the way. Because <laughs> I mean, he had, like, stuffed animals named Henry, and then he had this this apparition of a guy when he, you know, Andrew somehow got two girls in his bedroom. Um, I mean, I'm skeptical of all of it. <laughs> The whole that whole Henry thing is uh yeah, I'm dubious. So. Um well that was actually a nice conversation, I thought, but the I, I can't remember if this was a top story or not. And then I was like, did I hallucinate it? And because I they didn't seem to talk about it for long that there was a USB found in leopard seal poop. I yeah. but then they kinda drifted yeah, it off from it, I think. And it, it didn't yeah. it was like, Oh, isn't it funny about like the you know, it had pictures of seals on it. Yeah. You know, it's like it, the the story was exactly what you thought it would be. <laughs> you know, someone was taking pictures of the nature and then they dropped it in a seal. You know, ate it, pooped it out, yep. and some environmentalist or researcher got it. And hey, there are some pictures. Awesome. Cool. Okay. I, I right, think really it was just an excuse to like dunk on the yes. um, APM. Yeah security yeah. training again which by total yeah. coincidence <laughs> true, true. i was doing university of minnesota data security <laughs> training that day oh my gosh oh okay so then they they quickly drifted off of that and then andrew talks about how he goes to whole foods every day gives many more clues to his exact location we have no idea where he, i mean i'm like i could geolocate you at any time um but then he was thinking about criming or alibis as he's walking um, and they just start ta- talking about like planning a, you know, the perfect crime. And, uh, mm-hmm. Luke says to never involve anyone else, anyone else in the crime. And I totally agree with Luke. Yes. That's so true. Solid. So true. That's how I did it. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is why I think this is a random tangent. This is why I think that, uh, the JFK assassination is, is exactly how we think it happened because if you tell more than one person, it just, it it's going to get out. Like it, it's the way it is. It's going to mm-hmm. get out. If there's some grand conspiracy, people want the glory of being involved in something. So they would tell mm-hmm. somebody. So that is why I think there was one shooter. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Yep, um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there's no way we would get to 60 years no. later. And, uh, it wouldn't have come out. No. I, yeah. Somebody's going to brag, you know, it's like this, this is how they catch everyone. And, and I was telling Emily about, you know, this segment, this was a really fun segment. They were 
um, on. And you just cannot tell a fucking soul. Because, no. and as long as they know you as the person they know you as, they will never, they wouldn't even believe it if someone else told them. Yeah. They'd be like, nah, that ain't him. Even if there were pictures, people could see my face <laughs> and they refused to believe it. Turn me in. They're like, ah, 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 ain't him. So. Although, here's the thing. I would trust you, Mike. I mean, you and Bobby have have told me if there's ever anyone that I need to make disappear, <laughs> you can help with that. I think... You mean Bobby can find him and I can get the muscle? <laughs> I, I can I dolly think that out? I might, I might trust you with my criming. Hillary, sorry, I'm not telling you. No way. Oh, I, you shouldn't. Because I would oh, be like, I yeah, know something. Yeah. I have to tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she has a lot of friends, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of Facebook friends, but Hillary has a lot of real friends that uh, she... She's gonna tell. Well, the prob- the problem also with telling somebody, even if you um, if you do trust them, as this was another thing that Luke talked about, is you can have no digital trail, and it just is opening right. you mm-hmm. up. Even if the other person isn't intending to have a digital trail, you have to cover your bases so much. You're covering for two different people, so I, I and you have to steal a gun. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't. Nope. Don't have a gun. Yeah. Because. If you do ever get caught, I mean, people will believe you when you tell them they have a gun <laughs> because there's a gun involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You did it 60 times. <laughs> <laughs> you you te- it tends to, you know, if someone tells you they have a gun, what's the upside in saying, oh, I don't think you do. Uh, I'm going to challenge you right now. Let's play Helpful. this Russian roulette game. Um <laughs> So yeah, you don't need a gun. So I, I disagreed with him there. The digital trail thing—that—that's great. Yeah, le- you got to leave the phone at home or wherever your your alibi is. But um, here here's what you have to beware is like the after the fact, and this comes from all of the reality shows that he watches, the true crime shows, and Emily as well. Um, the jailhouse confession, the bragging to your celly. I mean, this this is how they get sixty four percent of these guys. Yeah. is they can't help but brag about what they did or who they did or whatever. And and then, uh, you know, you say that to a guy, you know, uh, lying uh, above you in the bunk who's looking at 65 years, uh, and he's like, good information. <laughs> this is good to know. Thank you. I will use this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be out tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck you. Yep. You dirtbag. Um. <laughs> Luke, I love that Luke has really thought about this and he finds it relaxing to think about. <laughs> like, it's like, this is what he thinks about. <laughs> yeah. I am on the opposite. That's I have awesome. a, like a paranoia about being like wrongfully accused. I mean, listen, I'm a mm. upper middle class white lady. I don't know why this is the fear that I have, but even just in like little things, like when I was turning in my car, when I was buying a new car and we were, you know, giving my old car to the dealer. He was like, well, this car has been in an accident. And I'm like, it has never been in an accident. I have owned it since day oh, one. Yeah. And I get really indignant, which is stupid. But I was like, I'm being wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm with you too. With with me, it's it's all about I, I'm always perpetrating something or I always <laughs> had been perpetrating something. And, and if you'd come at me with like, Dude, you robbed all those banks. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you got me. <laughs> but if you came at me and said, uh, dude, you robbed that 
grocery store. I did fucking not. I hate you. I I, I'm, I'm going to go to the ends of the earth to prove that this is not true. Uh, my one really like serious wrong plea accuser that I'll tell quickly, when Dave and I were moving from Los Angeles to Austin, um, I, I was driving my little Toyota uh, Corolla and... I got pulled. I was going really fast in Palm Springs, like extremely fast. And I got pulled over. It was like seven in the morning. The cop was pissed. And I think I was being a brat. Like I didn't even take my sunglasses off, which is an asshole dumb move. And he was like, are you drunk? Are because <laughs> the car also smelled like if only <laughs> the car also smelled going faster like alcohol, too. And he was like, what's that smell? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't figure it oh, out. Yeah. And he made me like get out of the car. I was dry. I looked over at Dave. He's like, you're driving. You have to get out of the car. So he made me do a sobriety test that he made me blow because he could not believe that I was sober. And I was really nervous because I had always heard, don't blow, don't blow, don't blow. Uh, but I was like, I, no, no. If you're sober, blow. I know. Well, and I had had a beer the night before, like 12 hours before. So I thought, oh, come on, I know. Hillary, so, come on. But I was like, I have to blow. I'm not going to jail in Palm Springs. So I yeah. blew and it was like zero. Uh, and he goes like, yes. you need to go check what that smell is. So I, I pulled off and we had, because we were, no, you need to go check what your smell is. <laughs> no, I, we, that would have been my comeback. We, I pull off and he, like there was a slow leak and some alcohol that we had in the car cause we were moving. So we had all the uh, liquids. Anyway, I felt very like, I am not going to jail. I'm not drunk. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that is my, my indignant story. Oh, let's go crime. We'd be really good at it. Um, I love that you moved your booze across the country. But, <laughs> it was Dave's. Um, I didn't have any choice. It was some whiskey <laughs> bullshit. I don't drink that. But you need to like wrap some little paper towels know, around your I bottles, Dave. Um, okay, so uh, there was... Oh, they just mentioned quickly that Forrest Whitaker was in an Alexa commercial and they were playing criminal through the toothbrush, which I was like, okay... <laughs> odd we made that spoof months ago <laughs> yes, exactly. um all right top story two it's a study of the stadium bathrooms i actually i thought this was like only sort of interesting it's it's just as like you know how do we redo this to be uh, i guess a yeah. little bit more equitable i thought andrew was sort of weird about like I, I think the best way to do it is just have like gender neutral ba gender neutral bathrooms, meaning just like independent mm -hmm. stalls, which I love those. I think that those are awesome. And yeah. I, I wonder if they're more expensive because you have m maybe more plumbing and more um, mm -hmm. just built around it, you know, more drywall and stuff. But I love those. I think that they're nice. They do. <laughs> I have, there's some um, in the W Hotel here. So Andrew was like, well, people are going to do drugs there and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's going to cause chaos, which I thought was weirdly kind of prudish of them. Though at the W Hotel in Austin, they have the single stall things. And yes, people are doing drugs in those 100%. <laughs> Not homeless people, just very rich people. Yeah. Oh, people yeah. that are actually staying at the W? Or just at the lobby kind of like hanging out because right. there's like, a you know, bars and stuff there see that's what i'm thinking yeah. I, I don't know if luke totally addressed this but to get into the stadium you gotta buy a ticket yeah, yeah. who's gonna buy a ticket to go shoot up in the bathroom <laughs> but mm -hmm. the w hotel you can just walk in there uh, so of course they're gonna have some problems yeah oh i mean i think it's more just the high class people that are sure. doing high class shitty drugs well when people say people are only going to do drugs uh there i just knock off the there people are only going to do drugs so they'll either do it there yeah. they'll do it 
you know, in some other place that you're not going to like. They're going to be doing it lying next to your car in the parking garage. <clears throat> They're going to do their drugs. So why not make it as nice as possible yeah. for yeah. them to do their drugs? And then they can just get out of there and hopefully be shamed into washing their hands and move <laughs> on with their night. It is true. When you have like a joint hand washing center, you're like, ooh, you gotta got to tackle this one. Um, otherwise, people are going to think. <laughs> yeah, us, let's uh, make sure make sure all those attractive ladies see me really getting down. Yeah, with, see, with that's what I was thinking when they talked about how it takes women longer in the bathroom than men. I was like, yeah, because we're washing our hands. <laughs> oh. True. Well, I, that, yeah, of course, that's part of it. But I mean, there's just a lot more involved. I mean, mm-hmm. a dude can walk in there, and if the urinal's open, you can even get out of there with washing your hands in like a minute fourteen. Yeah. You know, a woman's never getting in and out of a bathroom in that amount of time um, sanitarily. It's just not going to happen. So I, I is, this whole bathroom stuff, it's always like blinding glimpses of the obvious yeah. for me. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. Why is this 2019 and we're, we're worried about any of this? And uh, this all could have should have been solved decades ago. We have to protect yeah, our ladies children. take more time in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, wow. <laughs> well, um, they kind of talk about how the the um, Green Lake bathrooms are like dehumanizing. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, they just went on about bathroom talk and bathroom ec- ethics. And you're you're never gonna make uh, outdoor park bathrooms no. wonderful. No, no. no. So let's just let's give that up. That's another blinding glimpse of the obvious. Doesn't have to be. We don't have to have palace bathrooms <laughs> in our uh, parks because no one wants to shit there or, <laughs> or do anything there. So I just the thing that comes up to me from all of this talk is. Man alive, do these guys have to poop a lot? <laughs> they do. They really. Yeah. Do. What's up with that? All the time. What's up with that? Phyllis, hit us up with the what's up with that. The uh, uh this is my poop story of the week. So not my personal one, but Dave and I went to this really shitty bar the other night because we wanted to stay out later than like the kids. We had a babysitter and we wanted the kids to be asleep by the time we got home. So I said, let's go to the <laughs> detour. Mike, have you ever been to the detour? It's a no, where's awful bar by my house? It's like everybody's always like doing shots in there, which is inappropriate for a suburban uh-huh. bar. Anyway, I went to the bathroom and this I'm like, you know, sitting there doing my business. And this woman next to me said, sorry, I have to poop. <laughs> I was like, it's OK. <laughs> Bless your heart. I mean, I guess I'm glad I don't care. I No, I'm not glad I would have known she was doing it. I don't but I don't need to talk yeah. about it. No, I no, that was good. Um, I would have. <laughs> is that like the what's your name uh, of of uh, bathroom introduction? <laughs> I guess <there>? so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Karen. I'll be pooping next to you today. Um, Thanks. So. Could I get your name if it's not you know too offensive? <laughs> so weird. But it did make me hustle a little bit. I was like, all right, let's finish this up and go wash our hands. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Let's go. Um, let's, go let's go. There was an email from Lisa, an asshole parking story. I'm sorry, Lisa. I didn't really pay attention that much to it if you're a listener. The guys were like obsessed with it because they were like, Lisa really went on a journey. I know that she, you know. It was really funny. Vacillated. I don't know why. I like, whatever. I just, I know that she went from I thinking know. it was her fault to not her fault to her fault to not her fault kind of deal. I I uh, I had to re-listen to it a couple times because they they liked it so I know, much. I, I should have. I gave it like two or three days in court, and it ended <laughs> up being really worth it. It was a funny story. 
Uh, then they start, start talking about parking spot war, wars, people checking their phone. I um, I think Andrew's sort of a brat when he goes to the grocery store. I I don't mm-hmm. know. I like mm-hmm. I have definitely been guilty of getting in my car and checking my phone, but I really the parking lot at my HEB is a zoo. It's insane, and so I really try to be cognizant of the fact that people are trying to get in. I've been in the you know where I have like kids and I need to kind of like get them out and. Uh, you know, get this party started on this. And I don't mind parking a little bit far, but sometimes it's booked up all the way, you know, to the back of the HEB parking lot. And I just think Andrew's just like, this is my parking space until I leave it. And it's like, you don't own the parking space. Don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm- it's it's uh, the grocery store uh, parking lot equivalent to the seat reclining on the yeah. airlines. It's like, it, 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 well... I'm allowed to do it. I, it's, I'm allowed to recline my feet. So I'm allowed to sit here for 45 <laughs> minutes with in reverse with my foot on the uh, fucking brake. When people are in reverse, the lights are on and then they're just mm. staying there. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And I agree because there are people that are backing up behind you and you're like, okay, I guess I should let this one go. But then they immediately, oh, I don't know. I think it's really frustrating. Well, I get, I get so angry about that particular one, yeah. the reverse yes. with the foot on the yeah. brake. Um, I, I want to. And, you know, I want to get out of my car and I think everyone <laughs> behind me would understand if I went and pulled them out of their car. <laughs> but the problem is the car's already in reverse and now I'm just going to create a whole situation, yep. you know, because I, I, now I'm beating them up on the ground. Here come the cops. <laughs> their car has careened across the lot and caused an accident. And I'm already in front of seven cars. So this is going to be. A, a nightmare yep. you're you're um, ruining if it. i want if if i did what i wanted to really do in that situation the reverse plus foot on the brake i'm glad someone else has noticed this oh, it's so annoying. yesterday when i was at heb this there was a parking space this like teen got out of the passenger side next to the parking space that i was getting into she just stood in the middle of the parking space looking at her phone and i was like are, are you kidding? Like, am I being punked right now? And then the mom got out and she saw it and she was so embarrassed. She was like, get out of the parking space. Like, come on. And the teen just like <laughs> was on her, like just open mouth, slack jawed on her phone. And I was like, I want to, you didn't you. try to nudge just to do a little gentle, like <laughs> tap, tap. Uh, Randy Moss style, uh, <laughs> bumper tap. Boop, boop. Anyway, uh, I just think <laughs> a little boop, boop. I think Andrew is so nice. Excuse me, I'm here. Is so nice in other parts of his life that he gets sort of weirdly bratty in some other parts because he feels like he's earned it. Sort of, I don't know. I just think it's weird. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the end of Wednesday. Okay, Thursday, uh, twenty-eight thirty-two. Breath, body, and pirate treasure, aka Blur's days, are the best <laughs> because this was a day when everyone realized I'd be driving a lot and working a lot this week, so they. They just allowed me to choose a day, and I chose there, <laughs> Thursday and Friday were left, and I didn't want to do the music for your weekend, uh, either listening or homework. So uh, I chose Thursday, and which you know I was quickly told, "Oh yeah, you got Blur's Days," and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, well, it's alright for me because I'm not going to listen to Blur's Days." So here we go. Luke is home, uh, but about to take on the blizzard. He's very worried about all this. Um, his traveling that he's going to need to do. Andrew As he told should his, be. If he's going to drive from Seattle to Bellingham or Seattle to Portland or whatever in a snowstorm, that's no mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not... The Puget Sound corridor is not made for this. And uh, so he's worried about it, and, and we'll get into um, how that manifests later. Andrew told um, what 
he said was a successful joke from his youth, and <laughs> I believe it because it got a laugh out of Luke about um, who was it having sex? Uh, bugs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when bugs get down, it's insects, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, it was all right. I mean, for uh, an eight-year-old, a... yeah. <laughs> right, who didn't understand about you know what the sex is and does. They they mentioned Spalding Gray for the third straight show. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a, this is going to become a thing. Um, Andrew gets new glasses, uh, but he doesn't uh, charge his a- HSA, which he planned to. He charges credit card, and he. It sounds like this took a lot of time out of his day, and it definitely took a lot of time out of the show when all you have mm-hmm. to do is just call the place where you got your glasses and then have them reverse the charge yeah. from this right. card and put it on that card. Or, or, Am I crazy, I mean, Anne? I, I don't have an HSA. I have an FSA, which is a little bit different, but I think the principle is the same if that I use my own funds to pay for something. I can submit for a reimbursement. That's I just true. go on to the administrator's website and you upload the receipt and I choose, you know, what category it is. You can use those dollars for whatever healthcare stuff. And mm-hmm. then a couple of days later, they send you a notice and they're like, okay, we put the funds back into your bank account or whatever. Done. Done. Yeah. This is not an uncommon problem. People Mm-mm. like handing over the wrong card. At, I mean, not uncommon at all, like happens hundreds of times a day. <laughs> My therapist doesn't take credit cards because she's in her 60s and technology is not a friend to her. It's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be at the session. She has two laptops, a tablet, and two phones, and she can never get any of them to work the way she wants it to. So I just write her a check, and she gives me a receipt, and I upload the receipts, and then they give me the money back. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that that was crazy how long all that bullshit took. Um, But it led to a talk of Luke... Wanting to defraud the IRS using his HSA because, you know, it's very loosely uh, um, monitored, over, overseen. Yeah. So I yeah. don't necessarily think that's true. I did. I had a um, an experience once because I pay for my massage. You can, I mean, massage expenses are covered with my FSA. And I went to see, a, like, mine was out of town, my massage therapist. So I went to see her substitute. And instead of doing the transaction like on the credit card in the office she had one of those little square things on her phone so Mm -hmm. she just swiped my card and I signed it and then unthinkingly I just put the tip on there and normally I just do the tip in cash well of course the tip's not covered by your FSA and so I got a notification from the people that was like excuse me what is this for and I was like oh shit and I wrote them a check so they can catch you one time I accidentally paid for all of my groceries with my HSA card and they didn't say anything, but I was like living in fear. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did. You had the opposite. You had the opposite. Yeah. Of what Andrew experienced. You accidentally pull out the HSA card. Well, and, I thought I was paying was, for and, one thing and it just charged whatever. I just didn't understand exactly. Oh, and I just, okay. it rang up the whole, like whatever, hundred dollars. And I was like, Ugh. so I kept my receipt uh, for like the, two this, years. Uh, this uh, thousand uh, uh, milliliter of great goose. Uh, <laughs> is this uh, medicinal? What's, uh, what's this? Okay. Top story. 14 inches of snow uh, predicted. And Luke is panicking and reserving cars willy nilly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I 
guess we'll go over this on Friday because uh, he does end up getting punished a bit. Um, he retells his original Enterprise story of when he called from outside the Enterprise. and um, He did a really nice job with it this time. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's really got that thing almost rock polished. I think that needs to, it's ready for a live wire <laughs> or possibly CBS this morning. We'll see where he goes with that. Uh, I would, I would give him feedback, but then he would, uh, he would say, well, what was wrong with the story when I told it? Um, right. The first, time, you know, mm-hmm. the first three times. So <laughs> th- that's what you get. You don't get feedback from friends, which could really be helpful when you don't receive it. Well, um, Rich Kazarian, I guess, uh, is now my wait, wait, don't tell me um, brother because Luke <laughs> used him in a, in a bluff to listener. So, <laughs> hey, Rich. Uh, I think that um, that Bellingham restaurant that everyone thinks is a drug front. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I, uh, they say it's a real restaurant. It's a terrible restaurant. Why don't they lean into this? You know, fuck the restaurant thing. If everyone thinks this is where to launder money, you should be ready to take their money. That's the number one <laughs> rule of business. When someone wants to hand you money, be prepared to take it. And, you know, if they're Googling where to launder money in Bellingham, maybe they have some money. Mm. And maybe you won't have to, you know, stuff some grape leaves and make everyone sick. Uh, just, you know, launder the money for them. 45 minutes to make a vodka tonic. <laughs> right, right. Looking up the recipe on your phone, vodka tonic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, there's a lot of Rebecca Cordecki talk. I remember being simultaneously bored and entertained. <laughs> Booty, body, and breath. Um, there are a lot of Andrew drops created during <laughs> all of this. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we're going to be hearing a lot of this from Lynn. Lynn, do you still listen? Let us know. Because uh, if you missed that section of Thursday, Andrew says a lot of really awesome, embarrassing stuff that you could <laughs> really, really um, use to our advantage. I mean, your advantage. Uh, Booty Man by Tim Wilson. This song is played. And I, I wondered about this. Um, speaking of uh, Becky and Rebecca, there is not a name that I can think of. Maybe our listeners can or maybe y'all can. Um where there's a bigger schism between the person sticking by the regular name, like Rebecca, that, that's a biblical name, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, what causes you to go Becky? Because Becky seems like, eh, you know, I could get with Becky, you know, I can get with Becky probably this afternoon if I <laughs> had a box of wine, Jesus. you know, and some little smokies. But but Rebecca, you're not getting in there. So, no. well, it's kind of like so is, James is a very proper kind of nice name, and Jimmy is like a, it's kind mm-hmm. of a you know right. I mean, both are great names, but different uh, categories yeah. of people. Maybe it seems different expectations when you <laughs> oh I'll I'll introduce you to my friend James. You yes. know oh wait till you meet Jimmy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Rebecca, yeah. Uh, I'll, oh, when you come to church, I'll I'll introduce you. Or, uh, oh, yeah, Becky? Yeah, she'll be behind the 7-Eleven this afternoon at 4.30. I mean, we have a, a Robert versus a Bobby yeah. right on LRB. 
Yeah. Well, when I met him, he went by Robert. Oh. He did. He he will tell you this. I knew him as Robert for many months after we met, and then he transitioned me to Bobby, and I think he transitioned everyone to Bobby at some point. He went through a uh, Robert to Bobby transition. <laughs> I think we should all be sensitive about that. R to B. All right. And then they went into Blur's Days and I uh, blissfully you blacked out. punched out. Yeah. Was that. But don't you want to talk about the very special Blur's Day that was submitted? It was a uh, it was a Blur's Day wish oh. to Blur's Days. Because yes, it was I, the I am one so year sorry. and a Blurstery. Blurstery. I, I missed this through your phone when it came in, and I'm so sorry. Uh, it's from Carolyn, and uh, uh, they say, uh, I hope someone has checked in on veteran podcaster Mike Frizzell after Thursday's show. The Blurstery anniversary might have put him in a bad mental place, and I want to make sure he is okay. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Carolyn, thank you. Thank you. Luckily, you just tuned out. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> I, was, I had a busy week. I was like, oh, Blur's Day. Yes, I can Come go I. do something else. And stop. <laughs> and over. All right. Oh, my God. This show is going to be so long. Friday, 2833, a favela of esoterica. Luke is at Walsh Washington Doormat in person. Uh of his nine different um, <laughs> rental reservations, he has procured a Jeep Compass four-wheel drive for the drive home to Bellingham. This is I'm... this is one of his entitled etiquettes. Of, oh, I mean, yes. This is a classic. Oh, yes. Because it, they're wondering, you know, because there, there's the Seinfeld um, show where it's like, I don't think you know why you have reservations. The big argument, because they took his reservation, they didn't have a car there. How does this happen? Well, it happens because people make all these fucking reservations and send cars willy-nilly all over the place, Mm -hmm. and then they don't pick them up. And then when you go somewhere where the unfortunate place where they got sent, you know, they sent all of Burbank's cars out of SeaTac to the nearby places, and then you get to SeaTac, you're like, oh, there's no cars. Well, why not? Because of fucking Burbank and his entitled Mm -hmm. etiquette. I mean, this, this is appalling. Yep, but don't you know, Mike? There's no penalty for not t- using oh, a reservation. <laughs> oh, there's a penalty. Yep, you'll be crashing through that sports bar in Portland. There is <laughs> there's a-, a karmic penalty eventually. There, it's somehow, coming. it's coming for you. Um, then there is audio tech talk that lasted forever. <sighs> oh my God, it was so boring. Um. Get at us, anyone who thought that was entertaining. I'm looking at you, Jeremy and Phyllis. <laughs> um, Luke says that when he came through SeaTac this morning, the security line was so long that it went all the way like out the ticketing area and into the parking lot. That is impressively bad, I got to say, because I've been through that line a few times now, and they've got it yeah. looped around yeah. in the hallway yeah. a long time, so that it went so far beyond that, that's pretty pretty amazing. Um, 
All right. So continuing on with this this rental car stuff, Luke accidentally canceled the wrong car <laughs> reservation because he had made all these I don't know conditional reservations in case. So in case he had to drive from Bellingham to Seattle, in case he had to drive from Seattle to Portland, then one to drive around Portland, that which was one that he ended up using, then one to drive back from Portland to Seattle, <laughs> and one to drive from Seattle to Bellingham. In case any of the flights on any of these legs sort of um, imploded, I guess, and he was forced to drive. At least he's making some sort of contingency plan. Yeah. I guess that's... That's something. Um, but he ended up being able to make it on all of his flights. So he went and canceled the Portland to Seattle reservation, except, oops, he didn't. <laughs> he canceled the Seattle to Bellingham dummy. reservation. Yeah, uh-huh. dummy. Um, and he was very irritated, but at least he has the grace to understand that this was completely his fault. His fault yeah. That then when he got to the rental car place, it was kind of a trial to get him a car. Um then I'm very upset about this next bit because I feel like I spend enough time listening to Luke's travel woes. I should not have to listen to a story about the guy next to him having travel problems. It's not even Luke's problem. So this story is about the guy next to Luke at the rental place who had had a flat tire at his hotel on his rental car and needs a two-way truck. A tow. So basically, that Avis needs to tow a new car out to him and then tow the car with the flat tire back. But they couldn't get a tow truck out there because of the impending weather, I guess. Not the impending weather, the oh. actual weather, which I believe. See, this is very, this is very irritating to me. And, and on behalf of a car rental guy, I mean, I, I, I love to drive instead of fly. And every one of these company should have someone who's just a flat tire guy then you don't have to do a two-way tow just have somebody who's certified who just fly out there change a fucking tire and splurge for the full the full spare Mm -hmm. you know because nobody wants to drive around their rental car with a you know little nub of a tire so just why it I'm now I'm like it's like three levels removed of upset about <laughs> yeah. or, and, and listening to travel woes because this didn't even happen to me. But please, everyone, have just the, the flat tire guy. You can go out there, boom, boom, boom. Guy's on his way. You, th- this shit doesn't have to happen. The only thing that I was like I entertained by this because this is a personality defect of mine, and and Luke admitted to it. When somebody you know is like shitty to everybody, but they kind of like you and are nice and kind of conspiratorially nice to you, you're like, I don't know, I liked them. Like I, I right. have fully been guilty right. of that, and it's not, it is not a good trait because there are people that I know. That's how I live my life, Hillary. <laughs> this is why I ha- even have friends. I'm that guy behind the counter. I, I am just, I'm so him. I fully imagine this bitchy guy and I'm like, yes, he likes me. And then you want to just be far away so you don't, you don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> right. right. Uh, oh, he, before he turns on you, you got to get out of the, oh, and about your, your special request, no. sir. Oh, I, I need to be long gone by the time the guy makes that, that turn back. So this poor guy with the flat tire couldn't get a tow truck to come out to him. So I guess he must have called the Avis hotline and they were like, well, just go to the airport to the rental counter and 
and get a new car and we'll sort it out. Well, Michael, the bitchy Avis guy, <laughs> was not having this and made him call the national number again yeah. to tell them that they should call him Michael and get the sorted out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Andrew got really upset, and Mike, I agree with Mike, him. Mike, 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 make the call, Mike. Come on, Mike. Yep, yep. This is your problem yeah. to resolve, Michael, at this point. Might as well. It's coming back. It's going to get to you eventually. Why are you delaying it? Just go ahead and take care of it. Yep. And you have inside channels yeah. that you can go through without making this guy set on hold with the national yes. line. This, this, yes. this is terrible. Um, but yes, a, as you said, Hillary, Luke was really worried still <laughs> that he wasn't going to be able to get a car. So he was really trying to ingratiate him <laughs> with bitchy Mike, Michael. And he feels sort of guilty that he didn't stand up for the flat tire guy. And I'm like, look, it's none of your business. Why would you just stay out of it? Exactly. Stay out of it. You're not his savior. You're not going to be able to help him in any way. So why insert yourself into somebody else's mess? Just take your Jeep compass and go. (laughs) That guy is having a shitty day, but he'll get it worked out or he'll never rent from Avis again. And that's that's all you need to be a part of show title <laughs> just take that jeep compass and go uh in other news andrew went to the grocery store <laughs> oh my god i don't want to hear any more grocery store stories wow. what wait, wait wait slow down he went to the grocery store i know it's I guess okay. he has to go sometimes. Just catching up. Just catching up. Okay. Things are moving fast, so just catching up with the grocery store. And there was a very, very long section about how terrible the parking lot was. I mean, maybe that's because people are sitting in their parking spaces and checking their phones all the time. <laughs> oh, oh no. There's been an accident. A guy with no legs is smashing someone's face against the pavement. Oh, no. I guess if I'm going to make a hierarchy of stories that I don't want to hear, stories about Andrew going to the grocery (laughs) store comes. And then above that is stories about the parking lot at the grocery store. (sighs) Um, And it's all about... Clip show, clip show, (laughs) anti-clip show. (laughs) But apparently the parking lot was very full. And then when he went inside, it was... Bottom line, parking (laughs) lot uh, full, very full. And when he went inside, it was a total madhouse in there because everyone was stocking up for the snowpocalypse. And it was also full of old people because it was senior day. Of course, the old people are not going to miss out on their chance for a 10% discount on their groceries or whatever from 10 a.m. to noon. Um, Andrew says that now he knows when senior day is. He he is going to go back deliberately in that time frame because he was like, I had like 14 great conversations uh no no i avoid old people time at the grocery store if (laughs) at all possible god love them they need to get their groceries too but i am focused i know what i need and i want to get this knocked out and move on to a more rewarding part of my life and i don't want to spend 20 minutes waiting while somebody toodles down Mm -hmm. the aisle on their behind their cart i just don't no and they're not in any hurry, and they don't yes. have awareness. There's, you know, Luke always talks about spatial awareness. They have none. no idea that anybody's behind them because they can't hear. 
and they're not in a hurry because they don't have anywhere else to go. This is, I mean, Andrew is old before his time. This is their social outlet, and this is his social outlet. So, but he does still like to stay young, like when he goes to the children's. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Um, so he talks about how crazy it was in all the checkout lines. It was really hard to tell what was going on. And so he got into a line that he was very suspicious why it was so short. And a lady came over and said, hey, I just want to stop you from making the mistake that I made. That is the 20 items or less line. And Andrew was like, oh, thank Fewer. you very much for letting me know. <laughs> and Luke is like, oh, that lady, she didn't want to see you succeed where oh she didn't get to be in that line. So she came to, t- I'm like, no, she, no, she was just a nice lady. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like- know. When she came over to talk to me later, she smelled like weed. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to save Andrew some trouble of being in the long line because she's a rule follower yeah. and he's a rule follower. It's not like She's Luke. She's obsessed with Andrew. She's obsessed. <laughs> Luke wants to get through the the quick line with his 86 <laughs> items and be like, well, who's going to stop me? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, so now Andrew says that Twitter is full of pics of empty store shelves. Also Facebook. I can testify to that. And even Luke, for all his Jeep compass four-wheel driving is getting really nervous about about the weather and um how that's gonna go i hope everybody's okay out there in the pacific northwest (laughs) listen to ann's the tone undertone of ann's voice i hope everybody's okay (laughs) well and i I will say the those pictures don't um they don't make me sympathetic at all because every time you see those pictures they're from places that aren't where you are and are used to it or whatever. And these people, they panic, they blah, 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 blah. But I, I'm never like, oh my God, someone's going in there and not being able to buy all this stuff. I'm not worried about it because it's all going to blow over in two days. So mm-hmm. nobody's dying over this bullshit. You know, oh, I don't have any fresh bread. Uh, who cares? You know, this thing is going to melt by three this afternoon. So fuck off. I mean, it's, it just... The- I want to say this with all like peace and peace and love. Oh no, here it comes. Oh, here this we is go. like this is like like when Luke says, "I really shouldn't say this, but <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I mean I I don't mean this in a sense of superiority, but this is more like a Those social Amber media alerts. Thing. God damn, <laughs> this is so a social much. media thing that I don't understand. This is why I'm very yeah. bad at social media. Is that I don't understand like the the pictures of the snow because. People who don't live in the area don't care. You know, that's just how it is. You don't care about somebody else's weather. And people who do live there are looking out their own windows. So who are the Uh, pictures for? Snow pictures are so popular in, like, non-snow places. Like, if... When it snows in Austin, which it does like maybe once a year or twice a year or once every three years, it doesn't, you know... um, if you turn on anything local, all it is is just people sending in <laughs> pictures of the accumulations on their porch or their dog or whatever whatever it is, you know. And some of it's good though. If it 
it inv- if it involves interacting with the snow, like I, I think Dana posted on Facebook a picture of a like a gigantic snow angel that her 17 year old son made. That's hilarious. Or um, Brandon um, put a picture of like a giant snowman that they made and talked about how his like block got together and had a block party because of it. I'm into that. That's about sort of your experience, but just pictures of your of your deck or I mean I don't understand who that's for that's all and you're just a midwest snow elite <laughs> I guess I am I guess I am I'm such a bitch you guys no. and I'm 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 confessing this now in the chat yesterday when all my friends really nice people were all posting the snow pictures and being like oh my god I snarkily said, now that you guys have so much snow, <laughs> make sure that you clear all the snow from around your gas meters so that your gas, natural gas, doesn't build up and explode your house. <laughs> and that was a really mean thing of me to say, and I couldn't help it. <laughs> and it's a real thing that we have to do here is we have to dig out our gas meters and make sure that they're unimpeded. Hey, Otherwise, you can block the vents. You were giving helpful hints. Sure, of everybody's five inches of snow is not going to block their gas meters. Yeah, was, and I'm sure it, it felt mean. good coming off the bat. I mean, come on, it did, but then about, I regretted really. it because I was like, "There's no, there's no call for that." You, there was no recoil in your wrists at all. It just felt like uh, felt like you even missed the ball. But then you saw it sailing over the fence. Let me just say what's going on here is that we also have been having snow, and then we went back into the polar vortex for a day, and the the um, <laughs> snowmelt chemicals can't they they stop melting after a certain temperature, like you get down below ten degrees or something, and they just don't work anymore. And so, and then when it's that cold, when you're sitting in a turn lane, like a left turn lane, waiting for the green arrow, your exhaust will freeze on the pavement and make it super slippery. And so Mm. all turns, left and right turns, have been just absolutely treacherous here in the Twin Cities. And so it's, I mean, and we've salted and plowed and done all that stuff and still we deal with it. So I'm I'm trying to be very sympathetic to all my... Yeah, but we can't people. use our barbecues. In this. I just oh, don't. no. It's cold. No. It's so cold here. It's wet. <laughs> My hands hurt. to put a sweater on. <laughs> All right. I really, I truly do. I hope that everybody's okay. And I hope that yeah, people who yeah, have yeah. to get out make it. Make it okay yeah, up and yeah, down yeah. those hills. And Bobby, so. Bobby's on the line doing a jack I was going to say, Anne's oh, making the jack off. Line. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. You can't you talk. Guys, you can't talk, but what can he do? I'm trying to be sincere and you won't let me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't deal in sincere. That's not my... We have abandoned all... Um, attempts to keep this show at any kind oh, of reasonable Jesus. length so let's just finish this up i mean everybody snowed in in the pacific northwest so <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have yeah. nothing but time you're welcome Public service <laughs> uh andrew says he wants to buy an ipad he not actually an ipad he did clarify that he wanted to buy a galaxy note tablet but luke you know, was already talking over him by this point because God forbid Andrew gets to finish thought. Um, and he's decided that it, it has to happen today. It must happen today. I get into these moods every once in a while that I just yeah. want to get it done yep. to have it done. Yep. I want to be able to cross this off the list and not think about it anymore, even though 
he hasn't really done the research and there's a lot of like boring potential complications that he talks about like should he get it from Best Buy should he get it from Verizon and try to bundle that and get a new phone since his screen is cracked Uh, blah 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 Um, interestingly Luke says that's that's basically how he and Carrie bought the Tiguan is they they were just like we just want to get something and they were in a little bit more of a time crunch because they were down to one car but um they did such little research that Luke didn't realize for several weeks that it had a third row of seats in it until he was in mm-hmm. the back and he was like, wait, what's this? <laughs> so I think that's going to come in handy because he's having all these nephews and nieces. Yeah. I think eventually Maybe. Sure. Know, there's going to be a lot of uh, that third row is going to come into play. It's clutch. It could be Rudy's row. Yes. If you oh. want. <laughs> Um, so that's about it for the week. Music for your weekend. Andrew picks Barry Clovers. Andrew, good job, buddy. Yeah. I yeah, love to it. this song. It was great. Months and months and months of really questionable picks. And you just came <laughs> up with one that was fantastic. I'm really proud. A stands for acorn. <laughs> uh, Luke picks Bonnie Dune, Wrecking Ball. Not the Miley Cyrus one, but the... Gillian Welch one? Gillian I, I think it, or Jillian? I think it's Gillian. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so too. And then from listener Shondor rhymes with Condor. <laughs> Bell game, only one. And that's the end of the week. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this marathon. I, seriously, you're welcome, people stuck in snow. You can listen to the dulcet tones of our voice for many, many hours. So <laughs> here's some housekeeping. Buy some stuff from us. Uh, merch is at littleredbandwagon.com. And I told Jeremy and everybody else to get to step in on an It's Fine accoutrement. We need to find something. So, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a T-shirt or it's – I, like, want my face on it maybe, but, like, an illustration of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought about your face being on it, but that is wonderful. A little bubble, you know. That's very Hillary. <laughs> um, do start getting involved in the archive project. Anne is, you know, lapping us all extremely. I, you're what? Up to almost, you're going to go for the year badge pretty mm-hmm. soon? Nice. Uh, they still make shows, so keep on doing them. Um, buy stuff from Amazon at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Um, Earbuds and Earworms is cartoon theme songs, themes uh, based out of cartoon content. That is highly specific, and I'm very interested. Hmm. This doesn't seem mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean that they'll have like the, stu- the Scooby-Doo theme, does it? Like More like Flintstones. a song about Scooby-Doo, because I like the Scooby-Doo yeah. theme song. I love the, um, you know, the Jetsons is like my favorite commercial, I mean commercial, uh, cartoon ever, so I would, if there's a song. What's the theme? What's like, the Jetsons His theme? boy Elroy, daughter All Judy, right. Jane, his wife. Du, 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 yeah, du, du, his du, wife comes last. That's so rude. What's that shit about? Uh, I mean. Oh, I mean, that's like, that's like guest starring. That's like featuring. <laughs> I mean. You're looking for things to be upset about. <laughs> Listen, watch that thing. There's other things to be upset about. The the intro to the Jetsons. Um, yeah. Anyway. I'm pretty sure we have that actual made. <laughs> I wish. Rosie rules. Um, all right. That's it. <laughs> Her eyesight's just not so great these days. All right. Uh, how to get involved, if you care to. Um, if you want a Coke, get a Coke. 
you know. thirsty. Uh, <laughs> LittleRedBandwagon.com, <laughs> ThrowYourPhone.com. Uh, I, I put up uh, the Throw Your Phone on the stands uh, this week, and uh, we didn't get a lot of Throw Your Phones. I thought we'd get more people trying to get hmm. involved, but it sucked. It was kind of a slow week for, for Throw Your Phone, so get on that, people. Um, see us on Facebook. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at uh, littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail and text line 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Um, fax any kind of nastiness you can to 617-354-8513. And until next time, and why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Come on, come on, Hillary. I want to do the call. Oh, okay. We missed you. Desperately missed you, Jen. And Bobby, where are you? Where'd you go? Are you in the corner or something? We love you. Sorry. Bobby. He knows what he did. Yeah, that was come on with the waffles already. Alright. Nailed it. Bobby, I said shut your yapper.